And here we are. Number 80 is in the house. We are on a whole round number yes. of eight and zero. That is a round number. That is. It's one of the roundest numbers. It is so round. Like Isn't other it? than double zero, it's like the it's, roundest number you can have. You're right. An eight is round. A zero is round. Eight is the roundest number that you'll ever see. I guess. Except for zero. <laughs> I guess I should have sang zero. But yeah, number 80, Chris, we are on our way to 100. Yeah. 100 episodes, 100 weeks in a row. What are we going to do for our 100th episode? I get a cake. Remember we said we oh, were going to yeah. get a cake for 50, I think? And then we didn't. And we didn't get a cake, and then we told all of you we would still get a cake for some reason. When is our 100th? Uh, that'll be like 20, sometime this fall, right? 20 weeks from today. How many weeks is a, is a week? How many weeks are in a month? Four. Okay, four. Yeah. How many fours are in 20? Five. Five fours in 20. So five months from now. Five months from today. So July, August, September, October, sometime around November. A little before that, actually. So right at the October. end, like October. Like Halloween ish? October. October. I believe that's a German month. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Germanist of A lot months. of H's in that. October. <laughs> There's actually no H. There's no H's in it. Right, but if you were German, there would be. Wouldn't there be? (laughs) Yeah. Because they say everything with an H in it, right? Yeah. Except for strudel. Strudel? Strudel. (laughs) (laughs) And Hefeweizen. Ah, so good. That has an H in it. That's so good. It's a good beer. really is. They drink their beer warm over there. You know, they do, and I don't get it. Oh, I... I do get it because it's delicious. Really? Yeah. Not to drink beer here warm, not delicious. Beer there warm is, it's not warm. It's like room temperature first. Right. I like everything. It's actually like. I'm a room temperature guy when it comes to, especially water. Everybody always chastises me about like putting, like leaving water out and just drinking water out of the bottle in the room. Like, no, you got to put it in the fridge. Why aren't you putting these bottles of water in the fridge? I don't like it cold. I don't want it that cold. You want to know something crazy? Hmm. I 100% agree with you. Really? I like room is... temperature beverages as well. Really? I like. I did not glass, know this about you. I, li- I like a glass of ice water. Uh, I'm not a but big... I have no problem with a bottle of room temperature water. I prefer it. It's better for you. It is. I've, it... I read something once that like your body takes it in better. If it's... And it can throw you into shock if you are overheated and you drink super cold water. It can put you into... Is that true? Yes, absolutely. I'm shocked. You could be. (laughs) You could be legitimately shocked. Well, I don't know about your uh, pseudoscience there, but I'll take your word for it. If anybody is suffering from a mild form of heat stroke, the first thing they tell you not to do is dump cold water on them because it'll throw you into shock. Your body does not like that, like cold of water. The first thing I would do is dump cold water on them for sure. It's the wrong thing to do, Mr. First Responder. (laughs) Well, you know. You were a first responder. That doesn't mean I knew everything. Obviously. You've just proved it. One one time, and this was prior to my first responder-dom. Dom. But I had an employee (laughs) that on the very first day of work went into a diabetic coma. Not coma, but like a diabetic attack. Right? Are you serious? Yeah, in the backseat of the truck, and we're at a nursery picking up trees, and he's like completely gone out of it. And I could tell he was like trying to grab for something in his like lunchbox cooler. 
So I open an it up. EpiPen. I open it up, and there's a like one of those insulin pens in there. Okay. Like the you measured shot it dose. Straight in his neck. <laughs> so I stab him in the arm, <laughs> and I couldn't figure out how to work it right. So I did it like four times. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I don't think I did it right the first couple times. Yeah. Anyway, didn't work. So I called the ambulance. The ambulance came, and the guy's like, "No." His blood sugar is low. You're not supposed to give him insulin. You're supposed to. He was probably reaching for the Gatorade. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I I stuck him a bunch, so I don't know if that's gonna kill him or not. And he's like, he looked at the thing. He's like, I don't think you actually dispensed any insulin because you totally did it wrong. And I'm like, that's good. He's that's like, that is good, good because that would have killed him. Really, it well, would. I don't know if he. It would have killed him, but he, he did because say because insulin been bad. is to lower your blood sugar. It's to right. balance. It's to lower your blood sugar. The glucose in your blood. Right. So, and he already had low blood sugar, so I would have lowered right. it further or prevented it from rising. So that you were murdering him, trying to. Well, no, I mean murder. There's no, you, intent behind murder. Right. It might have been manslaughter. And you had absolute <laughs> intent. It sounds like. No, it, it might have been a manslaughter situation, but okay. Accidental. Doesn't that sound so much worse, manslaughter? I would rather you say murder than manslaughter. How is that a word? Manslaughter. That is used in a legal context. Right. You, sir, are accused of manslaughter. Say it backwards. Say it. Slaughter man. Yeah. You are an accused slaughter man. <laughs> that would be so bad. That is terrible. I don't want to slaughter anything. And the thing is, it's like a lesser charge. Because it, it could be accidental or whatever. Right, right. Like sometimes you don't even get jail time for manslaughter, right? Can any of our um, lawyer friends that listen to the podcast, if you're out there? I do have a lawyer friend that listens to the podcast. Okay, fill us in on this. Like, wh- Who came up with slaughter as being a lesser charge than murder? And who- Because if you think of like a slaughtered body, I think of predator. Yeah. You know, like you, him skinning humans and hanging them from trees. And then, like, just an eviscerated body. And then, while our lawyer friends out there, yeah, if we have any uh, listeners that are, what's the people that like talk about language, like the etymologists, etymologists? Uh, no, entomologists no, are etymologists. Etymologists. I don't believe. That, I don't even think that's a real thing. It <sighs> doesn't sound like a real thing. Etymologist? Wouldn't it be in like an audiologist? Etymology is the study of the origin of words. Right. Which is what I just told you. So an etymologist. Right. That's what I said. That's what I just told you, Chris. <laughs> All right. If, if anybody is an etymologist out there, could you please explain how they put an S in front of the word laughter to get the word slaughter? Oh. My gosh, you're right. <laughs> They're so close. I have never like, thought of that. Somebody created these words, right? At yeah, some point, absolutely. these words somebody. were all created. So somebody's like, we need a word to describe a gruesome scene. Yeah. What's Oof. that word when everybody's happy? Laughter? Oh, let's put, put, let's put an S on front of it. Put an S on it. <laughs> and then not pronounce it the same way. And not pronounce it slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> you, my friend, have been charged with man's laughter. <laughs> Man's laughter is literally manslaughter. You're right. Listen to that man's laughter. You could really get in some trouble. Wow. We're digging deep on this manslaughter hey, thing. let's but- go out and commit some man's laughter. And then somebody else is like, if you t- write in a text, they're like, let's go out and commit some manslaughter. Manslaughter? What? 
Is he a murderer? No, he's lesser than <laughs> as a manslaughterer. <laughs> Apparently, because, I mean, when you talk about, I mean, people say slaughterhouse, like you, or, uh, you know, like butchering things yeah. is a slaughterhouse for animals. That's when you completely dismember their bodies and break them up into meat for us to eat. How is that lesser than murder? You've already committed the murder and went like six steps further to slaughter them. Right. I don't know. It's so weird. Where do wow. words like come from? Like, how does that happen? Well, they it just... comes from ancient origins, of course. Well, not all words, but... Everything. Okay. But at the beginning, somebody just made up a word. That's the thing that's crazy. And then like, everybody's like, hey, check out this word. Fork. Use this word. Yeah. It's like, hey, look at this thing. That's why I don't feel like the Little Mermaid was really that far off. You know, it's just yeah. It was just in different contexts. She was using wrong words, obviously, like a dinglehopper. Yeah, I'm going to call this a dinglehopper. Look at they could have. What could it be? Is that how it goes? Yeah. um, Um, Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? What's that song called? We mixed lines there. Um, I don't know. It's look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Not kiss the girl. Come no, on. Yeah, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't oh, you think, think my com- collection's complete? Wouldn't, Wouldn't you, you think, think I'm a girl? A girl who has everything. I've got who's it's and what's it's and something. No, I've got who's it's and what's it's. Oh, shoot. And then something and something galore. Yeah. You want thing about Bob's? I've got 20. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. I want to be where the people are. I want to be, or I want to see. I want to see, want to see them dancing. Walking walking around around on those, those, what do you call them? Feet. Yeah. But right there, it should be legs. Feet. Because it doesn't, legs like somehow rhymes better than feet. Feet always throws me off in that song. I'm like, feet? Why don't you just say legs? Legs. It's a more poetic word than feet. I can't feet is just like you. feet. It's, it's very harsh. It yeah, like it's, it's ends. It's like German. Yeah, it is. Feet. Feet. <laughs> a feet I don't know a why. Thousand. Yeah. A feet a thousand. Feet a thousand. <laughs> Get all of you. <laughs> but legs is just like legs. It w- yeah, you're right. It is a little more, it's like a softer word yeah. that would go better in that. Like walking around mm-hmm. on nose. What do you call them? Legs. <laughs> that would be good. Oh. I watched The Little Mermaid the other day, and I, I, I mean, I definitely saw it when I was a kid, but I can't remember in my adult life ever. I've seen the plays and stuff, and I've seen parts of it at Disney World and sure. stuff. There's a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Whenever they built Disney World, like, they expanded that place greatly. At the moment, Little Mermaid came out because that whole freaking place is Little Mermaid heaven. Really? I, didn't, I guess I didn't, I didn't realize. I understand this. Little Mermaid was this popular, but if you go to Disney yeah. World, it's like everywhere, man. And I'm like, come on, nobody gives a shit about Little was, Mermaid. Um, it's a terrible movie. It's not that good. It's yeah. really bad. And I rewatched it. That's why I was bringing this up. My daughter wanted to watch it. We watched it, and it is. A terrible story and a terrible message. I know. We've talked about this before on Eaten by a Whale, I believe. 
the the episode that gets all the listens. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you haven't listened to episode forty one, eaten by a whale, you should because everyone else does. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I have no idea what the appeal is of this one episode, but it constantly is picking up listens. But anyway, the sixteen year old girl. Yeah, like we talked about this based like, solely on looks of seeing this dude is, is like I'm going to give away my, my entire voice. life, my family, everything I've known. Screw it all. Rip my voice box out. I just want to be Sell with this man. Sell my soul to the devil. And like I said. She doesn't even know the guy. They could have been China, like from China, whalers, like a whaling ship. And they could have just <laughs> scooped her up in a net and eaten her for sushi. Like, wouldn't you eat mermaid sushi? I probably would. All sushi's good. I don't good. know, man. They're like part human. Well, you don't, you only eat the tail. Do you think there ever was mermaids? You only eat the tail. Um... Do you remember that whole documentary on on Discovery Channel that got people like fooled that there really was mermaids? No, I don't. Oh yeah. They, so mermaids were manatees, right? That's what they Yes. Or something yeah, like so, that. Uh, yeah. I I believe it was manatees. Okay, like, but here's my point. If you saw a manatee now, even hazily, you would never yeah. assume that it was a mermaid, correct? I mean, no. No, okay. I wouldn't. So but we are, are we to believe that people were that stupid back then that they seen a manatee and they're like, oh my gosh, a merman. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I don't, I don't but know. But they couldn't be stupid. They circumnavigated the globe by the stars. They did. With instruments that most people alive can't now can't right even now. use. No. So they're not, they were not stupid people. But they believed that, they, that manatees were mermaids. Well, fools, I tell you. Yeah, fools. Absolute fools. <laughs> um, I believe it's basically from writing. So I think they just wrote stories. It's that Hans Christian Andersen. <laughs> it always is. It's always him. <laughs> it's him or Aesop or some damn fool. Aesop. Who's Aesop? Aesop's fables. Oh, yeah. Aesop's. Like the tortoise and the hare is one of them, I think. That, honestly, I think that's where it could originate from, though, is somebody fabricating a story talking about these animals and then depicting them as half man, half human. I don't know if that's true. I, I completely made that up. But I think it probably is one of those things where I think it's like it was the like game an of embellishment. Telephone. Yeah, for sure. Hans Christian Andersen did write The Little Mermaid. He's a Danish author. <laughs> oh my gosh. That yeah, was such in a good 1837. Point. No way. Yeah. Did you know you could make a Little Mermaid movie tomorrow? But me and you can write a Little Mermaid book. We could make a comic. We could make a movie. It's public domain, man. It is? Of course. It was Little done Mermaids? in 1837. Well, I would have figured Disney would have bought it up at some point. You to... can't. Why? No, it's too old. That's not true. Yeah, the copyright law is only for like 100 years or 99 years or whatever it is. It's public domain, man. Uh, I thought the copyright law was like for if you bought the property, you owned it. You could own it up to a certain amount of time. Yeah, but that would have been long gone by now, even if they did. They didn't, though. They oh. don't own it. Nobody owns it. Now, so it's just out there. If you did Sebastian, you're fucked. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because Disney owns Sebastian. They created Sebastian. That wasn't in no Hans Christian Andersen. There was no reggae crab. How do you know singing, so much? That didn't you exist. You kiss the girl. Ursula the Sea Witch? No way. She wasn't in the original. So what was in the original? Nothing? You know what? That's was a it good just question. her? She's like, just she catching was just the tides. A, a little mermaid opining over a man. 
because it takes a man to validate women in all contexts. For Disney at that stage of their life, apparently, yes. The story follows a journey of a young mermaid who is willing to give up her life in the sea as a mermaid to gain a human soul. See, that's more interesting. That is much more interesting than... (laughs) The tale was first published in 1837 as part of a collection of fairy tales for children. The original story has been subject to multiple analysis by scholars um, as well as folklorists. That's not a word. (laughs) These these analyses cover various aspects of the story, interpreting themes and discussing why Anderson chose to write a tragic story with a happy ending. It has been adapted to various media, including musical theater, anime, ballet, opera, and film. Here's the thing, wouldn't you? I think it would be a little more interesting if it was a whaling ship that ends up taking her out of the ocean. And then she falls in love with one of the whalers. Like, oh, or they the like boat. keep her as like an attraction, like a like sideshow, yeah. and that's where the sideshows start. And everybody yells it like, "Freak! Yeah, you freak! <laughs> I ain't your tail." <laughs> um, do you want to hear the the long and short <laughs> of the plot? Sure. The Little Mermaid lives in an underwater kingdom with her widowed father, the sea oh, king, Zeus. Or her, no, what's uh, Poseidon? Poseidon. Her grandmother, and five older sisters, each of whom had been born one year apart. Why is that a relevant detail? It's not. When the mermaid turns 15, she is permitted to swim to the surface for the first time to glimpse the world above. And when the sisters become old enough, each of them visits the upper world one at a time every year. Each, as they return, the little mermaid listens longingly to the various descriptions of the world inhabited by human beings. When her turn comes, she rises to the surface, watches a birthday celebration, on a ship honoring a handsome prince and falls in love with him from a safe distance. Come on. Oh At least gosh. she's social distancing. Yeah, that's true. A violent storm hits, it's sinks the ships, distance. and the little mermaid saves the prince from drowning. She delivers him unconscious to the shore near a temple. Here she waits until a young woman from the temple and her ladies. <laughs> ah, just too much of this. Aztecs. Aztecs always got to get involved, you know, because of the temple. In the story, though, mermaids live 300 years. Really? Yeah, but when they die, they turn into sea foam and, and cease to exist. Oh. While humans have an eternal soul that lives in heaven. See, I tell you I, what, Hans if you want to get Anderson into, was a religious dude, so this probably has a religious bent to it. But if you want to get a motor running, you pump it full of sea foam. That's true. I mean, you pump sea foam into a, a mercury motor, and you're going to get it to fire. I guarantee you. Well, I'm not going to go on. It's pretty much the same, though. Uh, for the most part, except Ursula's not involved. Or there is a sea witch. Yeah, there oh, is a okay. sea witch. What about? Does it say anything about a Jamaican crab or a lobster? He's a uh, lobster. Um, no, no, it does. There is a sea witch, and she does exchange her tongue and voice for legs. Um, that's silly. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty much the same. Disney kind of hit it on the head. I mean, it's a little darker, this version. So so in Little Mermaid, she could easily breathe underwater, and she could easily breathe on land. Yeah. So where are her gills? Probably down in her tail section. You think so? Yeah. It's got to be. Hidden in her tail scales? Yeah, like on the sides of her. Because it doesn't show that. In... Waterworld, it does show gills. That's true. Mr. Kevin Costner behind his ears. Yeah. And that was a smart move, you know? 
to hide it behind the Do ears. you want to hear of uh, Hans Christian Andersen's other famous tales? I believe one of them is... The Emperor's New Clothes. The, yeah, that one. Um, Little Mermaid, The Nightingale, The Steadfast Tin Soldier, The Princess and the Pea. I was Sir Studley in the musical for Princess and the Pea in high school. Is that real? There yeah. was a musical for Princess and the Pea? Yeah, I was in it my senior year, and I was Sir Studley. Okay. The Snow Queen, which I believe is Snow White. Okay. Um, the Ugly Duckling, The Little Match Girl, and Thumbelina. So, I mean, Disney oh, just gutted th- this guy's work. He threw down some pieces. Yeah. I don't really think they gutted him. I think they, he sold them, right? No, like dude. He was dead before Disney was existing. Oh, really? So they yeah. just kind of took it? Yeah, they just took it. They're like, oh, public domain, man. bitches! So they didn't say a story by Hans Christian Andersen? I don't think so, no. Or based off a story by... No, they said based off the story by Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah, is that? I, I think that's what they did, right? I mean, yeah, they're... You did. You would do the same thing. Um, yeah, because Aladdin's based on Arabian Nights, which is an old book from the like 1800s. Arabian Nights. I don't think Arabian days. More often than not, it's hotter hotter than than hot hot in a lot of good good ways. ways. What does that mean? More often than not, Arabian nights are hotter than hot in a lot of good ways. That's a sexual innuendo. Wow. That is a straight up sex story. That's weird. Um, and uh, Cinderella is not original. That's not a Disney thing. They didn't come up with Cinderella. That's an old story, too. Cinderella, Cinderella. So has, has Disney created anything besides <laughs> Mickey Mouse? I don't think so. And he stole Mickey Mouse. From who? Like his partner, right? He had a partner at the time. Did he, did he manslaughter him? or He at least manslaughtered him. <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about manslaughter much more than just this episode. <laughs> it's going to have to continue. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, why were we talking about The Little Mermaid? No idea. <laughs> I have no idea how that started. Oh, you were watching it. Yeah, but we talk, started talking about before I was talking about that. Anyway, not, not relevant. Um, yeah, okay, where do we go from there? <laughs> um, I've got just a small story okay. to tell you. That the bane of my existence... Oh, tell me the story! <laughs> the bane of my existence has crept back into my life. And is creating cup holders? Nope. No, it's not the cup. Although those are still present and non-functional. Um, this little, this little furry guy oh, has crept into my life. A mink started chewing on chickens. The mink is back. The, the fucking mink is back. You okay? Just stop having chickens. No, I want chickens. Why? I like having chickens. There's no purpose. Enjoy them. The eggs are like so them. cheap. Love eggs. Do you need some? I got a bunch of eggs. Yeah, actually I do. Okay, well you can't have any. Um, Ouch. So this yeah. little furry fella comes creeping into the yard yesterday. First day we've seen him since last year. And you saw him? 
Oh yeah, clear as Why day. Why didn't you strangle him? Five. Oh, okay. Good. Good point, Chris. Why don't you? Why didn't catch you commit this man's little laughter? <laughs> I've been trying to commit man's laughter. Just wait. It escalates. So I walk outside, and Grady, Grady's standing out there with me, and he had to have. This little guy had to have just come over out into the yard, out in the open. Rare for them to do this. He's out in the yard, and it's five fifteen in the afternoon. 520 maybe bright sunshiny day right they don't usually come out during the day in the heat of the day it's always at night well this one is bold it's a drunk drunk he comes out and i didn't know he was there the chickens were making quite a ruckus and i wasn't paying attention but i noticed it as soon as greedy said (laughs) he looks at me and he says dad that chicken something's chewing on that chicken and I said, what? He said, yeah, I think it's a meek. So I run over there and it was like just that calm. He looks at me, just kind of puzzled. He says, dad, something's chewing on that chicken. And I go over, I run over there and sure shit, this little itty bitty thing. I mean, it's maybe eight inches long at the most. It's tiny. All of a sudden it pokes its little black head up looking at me like blackish gray head up looking at me. And then just kind of turns around real slow and walks away. So I run in the garage. I normally would have a shotgun there. I put it in the basement, like hit it in the basement. So it wasn't there, but I did have a 22 in there. So I grabbed the 22, put some rounds in the 22, run outside. He was like perched up over by my LP tank. I get out there and he kind of slinks off in the grass. Well, he didn't kill any of the chickens at the time. The chicken he was chewing on uh, is still alive. It's in my garage. Um, the only reason, normally I would just, you know, put them out of their misery if they were close to being dead. Can a chicken but she, not defend itself? Not very well. A hen won't. Hmm. The roosters do. Roosters I mean, do very well. Yeah. But uh, the hens just really can't do anything besides run away. And they try to fly up in the air. But those little minks are quick, man. Uh, a ferret or a, a weasel. I mean... <clears throat> So it was just fast. standing there being chewed on? Like it's not putting up any resistance? It was laying on the ground. It had nothing. I mean, it was just laying there. It looked like it was dead. Can you at least flap its wings or something? You would think. It, they don't do it. So I walked over there. I thought it was dead, and I grabbed its leg to go throw it off into the tree line, and all of a sudden it like popped its head up. It looked like it was drunk. Was it bleeding? A little bit. So there's blood on the back of its head, and there was a little bit of blood on the ground, but it wasn't like actively bleeding. So I thought it was dying. Well, we left and, it, and went in, into town, had to go into town. So came back, maybe was gone 15 minutes at the most. And I thought, I'm going to leave it out here, maybe draw that thing back out, and I can blast him. You know, so I come in just to blast him. No, no mink came back. Nothing came around. But it was up on its feet, like kind of just sitting, sitting down, perched you know, like it would normally be sitting. Uh, just looking around. So I go out there, it's breathing normal. And I thought, I'm like, this thing's got a lot more life in it than I expected. So I texted my soon to be sister-in-law who was a vet. And I told, I asked her, I was like, is it worth trying to keep this chicken alive that just had its head chewed on? And she's like, I don't know. Is its tongue still pink? You ever looked at a chicken tongue? I didn't even know they had tongues. I didn't either. (laughs) I honestly really didn't either. Well, then. Never have crossed my mind. Well, so I grabbed this chicken's beak and I look in the 
in its little mouth and it has a tongue. There is no, pause on this story. It is it is amazing that chickens survive at all. I know they're this ridiculous that you're just grabbing their beaks, looking at their tongues. Oh, it was so dazed and confused at this point. It was like in basic. It was in shock. It was easily in shock. It was not acting like a normal bird whatsoever. So I opened its mouth up and look at its tongue, and then I was like, I don't. I don't know if that's pale or if it's like a normal pink color. Took a picture, sent it to her. And she said, oh, well, that's good. She's like, that means it's oxygen, oxygenating blood. Like it's breathing normal and it's still keeping blood in its body. So that's a good thing. I was like, oh, okay. She's like, well, I'll be over shortly. I, I can bring some antiseptic and stuff. We can clean yeah, it up. It's only $150 an hour. Okay. So she comes over, not for fame, Chris. Um, so she comes over and she's like, I've got all these things if you want to clean her up. And I said, I looked at her, I was like, this chicken cost me like a dollar and 20 cents. So I'm not cleaning anything. I was like, we could throw some ointment on her if that's like what you do, but I wasn't going to get this involved. I was like, I just think she looks like she'll live. And she's like, yeah, she does kind of like there was a bloody patch on the back of her head. She still has it. And then she gave me this ointment and I put the ointment on there. And she said, at the minimum, this will create a barrier so she doesn't get maggots on her head. She's like, cause they can get poisoned from that. Like the, they'll get into really bad infection. Um, which is weird because you can use maggots to clean a wound like they did in gladiator. Yeah. Sterile maggots. They couldn't have sterilized maggots in gladiator. Well, they must like monitor the situation because maggots eat dead tissue, right? Right. So you must just have to get them out yeah, once I guess they're so. done eating the dead tissue. Okay. Well, either way, she said once it gets maggots in their wounds and stuff, a lot of times they get really sick and that's what will kill them. Um, so this will create a barrier in order to, to stop that. So um, I put the ointment on her head. She's still you know, alive. If you get a cut, it. if you got a cut right now, yeah, like a pretty decent sized cut, and you didn't do anything to it. You wouldn't get maggots in that cut. No, but you don't also you don't live outside all the time. Well, what if you didn't? You, if you did live outside, do you think you get maggots? If there's flies, flies yeah. come. Yes. So flies, flies would land around. on you and then lay eggs, and that's maggots. Right. Okay. It's absolutely possible for that to happen to you. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, Amy had a story about maggots on a person's foot once in the. I don't want to hear about that. That was disgusting. Happened one time, diabetic. Yeah, I've, wasn't heard, I've heard about stuff like that. Anyway, um, so then today, right? I'm home. I'm getting ready to go take a shower as soon as I got home from work. And I, this is getting going to get a little racy, but I am completely naked <laughs> in my bathroom, right? And Amy comes and bangs on the door and said, The mink's outside. There's a mink outside. I said, okay, like go chase it or get it out of there, do something. And so she runs off and then I'm like, shoot, I need, if it's out there, I need to go like shoot it. So I throw on a pair of boxers real quick and I open the door and I could see it out the, our bedroom window in the backyard. I run out to the garage. I already had bullets in the 22. So you just I left a it. loaded gun laying around? No, it wasn't laying around. It's in a safe. In your garage? Yes. Thieves. Just so you know, that's where it's at. You'd have to know the pin code. And just take the whole safe. Uh, that was hard to, that would be hard to move. Um, grab that. 
How did you move the safe? I'm running. It's not the same one. Oh, okay. Um, I still want to move that though because he didn't buy that for me. So I still need to move that safe. Um, I run through the yard with just a pair of Batman boxers on today. Nothing else. With a 22 chasing a mink through the yard. It runs off in the grass. Well, I thought it ran into the chicken coop. And I get to the chicken coop and I'm just like going to slowly. And you just randomly just start pumping the chicken coop full of <laughs> bullets, right? Yeah, full of lead. I'm going to count to three. No, I didn't do that. I started opening the door real slow. And then all of a sudden I heard this rustling in the grass literally right by me. And so I stopped and I look over and he comes peeking his head out of the grass looking at me. So I bring my gun up. It has a scope on it and it was at three and a half power. I bring it up. And I'm aiming at him. I could see him in the scope. And I shoot. Mm -hmm. What do you think happened next? You missed him. I completely missed this (laughs) mink. And he is still alive. How did you miss? I don't know. I think the scope's off. I haven't sighted that gun in a while. First of all. Don't you don't need a scope on a twenty two? No, well, I like it for squirrels. I always use it for squirrel hunting. Yeah, but the range on a twenty two is such that you can hit everything that you want to hit with iron sights. I like it because you're lazy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm American, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, I've always had a scope. Is it one of those on like little tiny like pencil scopes? No, it's not. It's a ten power scope. Wow, that exceeds the range of the gun. No, you can shoot 100 yards with a 22. You can, but probably not. Well, yeah. No, you easily can. How would you know? Um, so 22 Magnum all day. Oh, yeah. This is just a regular 22, though. So I, I have this little bastard mink that is still hunting my chickens. And so now I have the shotgun up in the garage, and it's ready to go. I have a the perfect gun for you. A four ten. That's a oh, perfect. I have a, I have a four ten as well. That's a mink gun right there. It would be, but it my four ten is a single shot. Yeah, so is mine. Yeah, I want more. It more. only takes one shot, Jerry. It, if you connect, <laughs> I shot a, I shot at him last year with my shotgun and missed, but it was two shot. It was two shot duck loads that I was using, and I shot through a fence and. It was too low, and I missed him. Nice. Two shot, there's not very many BBs involved in this, you know, in the bullet itself. So now I've got eight shot in there, so Ooh. I should be able to knock him out. Knock him out, John. Well, that's exciting. Your mink <laughs> problems continue. But if you talk about, like, the epitome of hillbilly, today was my day. Running through the yard... In Batman underwear with a twenty-two, with chickens running all over, and me trying to shoot at a mink. And the first thing I said when I was I was running through the yard, and I was yelling back as my wife and kids were standing at the garage watching me. And I said, "Do not take a picture of me," as I was running. That's- and she said, "That's literally the first thing I thought of is to take a picture of you right now." I mean. If that's not one of the most hillbilly things, uh, I don't know what it is. But I also shot three possums coming out from underneath my house that I baited with tuna from inside of my kitchen. Perfect. Out the kitchen window, sitting on my <laughs> countertop. Today? No. Oh. A long time ago. Yeah, I just shot a possum recently, too. 
that I thought was a chicken in my chicken coop. And I moved him over to the side with my hand. And then I looked and I was like, hmm, that has ears. Chickens don't have ears. Why were you shooting chickens? I wasn't. I shot the possum. Oh. I was getting into the chicken coop to get eggs. And it was sitting in a nesting box. And it's the same color as one chicken I have. It's like a grayish chicken. And I just fling the boxes open like the door on the outside of the coop and start grabbing eggs in, in all the nesting boxes. And I literally just like pushed what I thought was a hen. Like I moved it off to the side, grabbed an egg, put it in there. And then I looked and I was like, I saw its ear twitch. And I was like, hmm, chickens don't have ears. Wow. It's amazing that it wasn't hissing at you. Nope. It was completely asleep. And I realized it was a possum. So I go back to the garage, got my 22, came back. I like poked it. And then it stuck its head up real slow and started hissing at me. I was like, oh, yep. Big old boy possum. Well, that's an interesting story. Uh, On a side note, I have a pet mink, and I was walking the (laughs) pet mink down your road. Oh, no And it got off the leash. So if you find that mink. Okay. I will hopefully find him tomorrow. (laughs) I set some traps. I don't know. if I, I set traps last year, and they didn't work. Can't catch them. They're smart. I had a live trap that I set that it went into, but it was too light to set the actual trigger you one off. Of those little squirrel traps. So I got a small one, but I also have a, an actual mink trap that was built by my father-in-law and dad on the same day, and they came and set them out the same time last year. Still have those, so we're going to try them again. There you go. His mink drama continues, folks. It does. Stay tuned for more <laughs> mink stories from Jerry. Um, well, uh, I think we got a little bit of news here, Jerry. You want to do some news? Oh, real quick. Yes. Um, multiple people in our community from Seneca and uh, Manuka, a couple other areas, have randomly brought up our show to me. And it's all been brought up the same exact way. And they've said, what's uh What's the deal with this, this snarf talk thing? What is that? And I've said to every one of them, oh, it's a podcast I do with Chris Harford. I'm like, yeah, you know Chris Harford. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, that's what I told them what we talk about and things like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've just been seeing a lot about that. I said, well, you should listen to it. Seeing it where? Yeah. On Facebook? I think so. Yeah. They've seen the videos that have posted lately and um, the, the just that it was a podcast. So I explained a little bit to them, but it's been like six different people uh, this last week that have just randomly brought it up to me, which doesn't normally happen. Do I know any of these anymore. people? Anymore. Um, Probably shouldn't say their names. One of them, I think you do. Okay. Yeah. She went to high school with us. Okay. That, um, that's all. I just thought it, it was a weird occurrence. They just had to all brought it up at different times throughout the week. And they all said the exact same thing. Let's, uh, let's. Where are you running into all these this people? Snarf talk thing. I don't, uh, I try my hardest in life not to run into people, any people. Well, I mean, how do you try not to run into people when you have to go places? I don't go places. That's how. Oh, well, you're just a non existent, non, um, like, I don't know. What do, what do I want to say? Like, uh, you just aren't adding anything to society. You're not giving money back to your local communities by sure. buying things. Yeah, I buy stuff. I buy stuff online. From Amazon. You're right. Oh, yeah, that's local. No, from Good local job. companies online. Uh-huh, sure. 
And by the way, it's a global community, Jerry. Come on, get with the times. Mm, no, we are not global. It's a globalist agenda going on. I want to give money back to either Mazan, Morris, or Seneca. That's oh, it. screw uh, your hometown of Verona. They have no businesses. They have a, a vending machine that sells candy bars. Where? Howard's is closed. <laughs> <laughs> they have a post office, Jerry. When's the last time you bought stamps? Um, it's been a couple of years ago, but I bought them from Mazan and the postal service does not give any money back to the city. Um, they have a rubber factory. When's the last time you bought rubber? <laughs> That's closed long time ago. <laughs> closed long time ago. Okay. They have a scrapyard, Jerry. They do. Yep. When's the last time you patronized the scrapyard? Took cans there. When you were last 12 year. years old? <laughs> no, last year I took some cans there actually. Oh, there's nothing... That is more of a waste of time than collecting and cans. or cashing in cans. I completely agree. I did do that a lot as a kid, though. Yeah. A lot. I would crush cans. And then bees would always come around. <sighs> bees. <laughs> bees. Thinking about, I'm thinking about having a beehive. I know. You've said that before. Oh, man. The I've told you I before. I'm it. pretty sure I have some beehives in my timber that you can have. I don't want the wooden ones, though. They They're seem not like so much work. They're plastic. But they seem like so much work. I want this flow hive. It's called flow I hive. I know. I know. I know what they are. I want that one. Yeah. They look, they're expensive, but they look like very minimal, lazy beekeeper type. I've seen some that aren't that expensive that are the same kind with the tapper oh, really? at the bottom. Yeah. Send it to me. I will. You got my email? Yeah. Okay. I am. I, have very little interest in having bees, but I do want to put up a lot of a lot of bat houses. Oh, really? Yeah. You want to have bat houses, huh? Yeah. Everywhere. Did you see all those bats flying around my house? There's bats everywhere. I bet no, there's there bats flying around right now. Not your house. Yeah, there's bats in my yard. There's you've, tons of them. You've never talked about them before. We have and that's a shame. Tons of bats in our yard. Just, if you go out after dark and look up, they're just everywhere. They're flying everywhere. That's so great. I it's, mean, don't they, get... They eat a massive amount of mosquitoes. That's why you want a lot of bats. They eat like, what is it, two to four times their body weight in bugs every time they fly? And it's mostly mosquitoes. Yeah. It's crazy. I think that's why I don't have any mosquitoes around my house. Ooh, I have a lot. I don't. I really don't. I haven't... I've never sprayed wow, for mosquitoes. there's lots of stagnant water around my house. Right, because you're a stagnant human. <laughs> that was kind of, it's kind of aggressive. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Um, anyway, I got a couple news items. All right. Get Nothing after. uh too crazy here, but And here comes Chris with the news. Um PS5 is launching, Jerry. It is. And they have recently announced the game that they are launching with. And it's come it's coming out with your favorite guy. Yeah. Spider-Man. Miles Morales, Morales Spider Man. I saw this. Yes. Uh, it'll be launching on PS5. I think that's supposed to come out like Christmas time or probably before Christmas, but for the holiday season. What's the Xbox? Same. It's coming. Uh, one of them's coming out before the other, right? Yeah, but they both, are, I think they're both like launching in the fall for Christmas time. I've always been an Xbox guy. So have I, but if this game is uh, exclusive, I think I'm going to switch it up. Really? But I hear really good things about this new Xbox. Yeah. Like incredible, but unbelievable. What's better than the PS5 about the Xbox? I don't know. I, I don't remember They're anything basically I the read. same, right? I mean, is there really that much difference? I don't know. 
I'm just like used to the menus, but I don't think there's a huge difference. Every time I see somebody yeah. playing a PlayStation, I think those that menu design is terrible. It seems so non. The menu design of like the home, yeah, of like a the PlayStation. PlayStation. It's just not. It doesn't look good. Okay, I guess I haven't seen one in a long time. Um. Well, anyway, I'm excited about that, and I don't know. I haven't owned a PlayStation in a long time, but I, I think I either. might. I might get one for that. PlayStation Two was the last one I had. Same here. When when was that? Probably when we were in high school. Yeah, it had to have been because I. I had the original Xbox, though, and I think I had that in high school. I believe I got a PlayStation 2 from my parents for my high school graduation present. Really? That would have been my sophomore year, freshman year? Uh, Freshman year, yeah. Be the same age as Neil Hall? Yes. Okay, yeah, my freshman year then. Um, Yeah, I, I, I remember that. It was my... Like, I got it for graduation, like, oh, you're going to college, PS2. Wow, you are old. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, I was a play, I just had regular PlayStation, man. That's what it was out back then. I think it came out before that, though. It did I think come, it, no, it definitely came out yeah, before then. Because I thought I had one in eighth grade, maybe even earlier, because I was privileged. Well, that would have been a year earlier, but yeah. Uh, March 2000, it came out. And I graduated. So yeah, that was my eighth grade. I graduated year. in two thousand and two, and I started high school two thousand one. I probably had that my eighth grade year when it came out. Maybe got it for Christmas. Well, there you go. Um, so that was my first bit of news. Uh, another interesting one that came up recently today. I heard about. Um, there's a little show on DC Universe app, Jerry, that we both watched. Okay, which was canceled. Oh my god! A show called The Swamp Thing. Yes, Swamp Thing. The Swamp. Get in the swamp. It was. It I was. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> Can you do a Louisiana accent? Uh, like no. what's the dude? The guy that plays the bad guy. He's got like a terrible. That's like, awful. That's an awful accent, though. Yeah. Um, All I can say is get in the swamp. <laughs> We're going on the swamp. Yeah, give me your. I don't even. What was? What, what's that food that they always eat? Uh, gumbo. Give me that gumbo and get in the swamp. What's the difference between a gumbo and a jambalaya? It's not jambalaya. It's jambalaya. Eh, jambalaya. Um, jambalaya. No, you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah, I think so. it's jambalaya. No, it's jambalaya. And jambalaya. I think a jam- jambalaya is like rice, like a like like a more of a. It's not as soupy, right? Gumbo is more soupy. See, I thought of it opposite than that. I thought a gumbo would be thicker, stickier, like a gum. No, jambalaya. Where is- a jambalaya is just a jumble of ayas. Um, it's it's definitely jambalaya, and also no, it's like celery. Let's see. Well, celery is just like. Part of the Holy Trinity. Yeah. So it's like celery, rice, like andouille sausage. Andouille, so and good. Some, maybe some shrimp. Give me some shrimp. seasoning. Whereas gumbo is can be more, probably has the same ingredients, but it's got more of a broth to it. Really? Yeah. Are you looking that up or are you just guessing? No, I'm looking at Like jambalaya looks like paella. It's similar to like a paella. Okay, a Spanish so that's a paella. Spanish 
dish. Um, gumbo. I mean, I've had different kinds of gumbo. Some have been soupy and some have not been soupy. So it's really? hard to say. Oh, yeah. It's definitely more soupy looking, though. Okay. It's a soup. Popular in the U.S. state of Louisiana. Hmm. Give me that gumbo. Um, it consists of strongly favored stock, meat, and shellfish, a thickener, and what Louisianans call the Holy Trinity. You know what the Holy Trinity is? Yeah, so carrots, celery, and onion. Uh, celery, bell peppers, and onion. Well, that's not true. I'm looking at it. Uh, yeah, for maybe for gumbo, it's the Holy Trinity, but for cooking in general, especially French cuisine, is carrots, onion, and celery. Always. Always. The Holy Trinity in Cajun cuisine and Louisiana Creole cuisine is the base for several dishes. Uh, it consists of onions, bell peppers, and celery. Okay. For Cajun cuisine, yes. It is in preparation of Cajun Creole dishes such as crawfish etouffee. Etouffee. Gumbo. Give me that etouffee with your gumbo and get in the swamp. And jambalaya. Jambalaya. They all start from that base. They all say jumbo. You don't, don't want to get into jam. They I, don't say jambalaya. Oh, back, buddy. Rambalam. How to pronounce jambalaya. No, it's not pronounced that way. It is pronounced jam ba lie Bull. I'm looking at it. I've never heard anybody say that. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> Everyone has always said jambalaya. You know what I want to get into? Pronouncing words correctly? Yeah, I wish you would too. Um, I'm glad. I want to get into making a a row. Like I want to, I want to make it get row. <laughs> Roo. <laughs> yeah, like I rue the day. Yeah, I rue the day as well. How do you spell it? R U E. Um, R O E. It's pronounced rue. There are there is fish row. Fish row is their eggs, and you can eat those. That's it's the eggs of any like sea creature. Really, is their row? Yeah, that's good stuff. I've never had it. Yes, you have. On you've definitely had it on uh, sushi. Did Lots I? of times have it's I? on the outside of sushi. Oh, little fish eggs. Maybe I have. Um, no, I I know it's a, roux. I was pronouncing it wrong because I was pronouncing jambalaya wrong. No, just to get a rise out of you. No, Jerry. you weren't. You were doing it on purpose because you just don't know how to speak. So it's a roux, and that is usually butter and flour. It's like a base. It's R-O-U-X. Um, Rocks. Rooks. White, blonde, and brown. Yeah, it's the more you cook it. You, you're brown in the flour. Yeah, like the good brown gravy. Gets a little uh, nuttier Good brown flavor. gravy, good brown gravy, good brown gravy, good brown gravy. <laughs> Oh, that's I don't it. Know the rest of the song. <laughs> I didn't know that was a song. Yeah, you never heard that song? No. Good, good brown. They tried gravy. to put me in the army. Tried to put me in the navy. All to get the secret of my good brown gravy. Stop, stop! I holler to my hounds. You're the one to keep it from coming around. I used to think you were after me, but you're just after my recipe for good brown gravy. Good brown. <laughs> I thought you didn't know the words. Good brown gravy. Good brown gravy. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. It's a country song. So you did know the words after all. Yeah, I know the <laughs> words, Jerry. <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't know. I the know words. everything. <laughs> I don't it's know a the Joe words Diffie song. 
It is? Yeah. Oh, rest in peace, Joe Yeah, Diffie. the COVID got him. COVID got him. Hmm. Okay. I can't get rich, I can't make a living, but I sure do something for the neighborhood women. Ooh. That's strange. <laughs> Why does everything have to have these like really subtle sexual undertones yeah. all the time? Is that what people want? You can eat it from a biscuit, you can sop it from a pan, you can lick it <laughs> off your fingers while it's running down your hand. If I could get a notion, I'd start a big promotion, I'd put it in a ball, I'd call it biscuit lotion. Biscuit lotion. That's yeah. what I'm going to call it from now on. I'm going to tell Amy, you know, I could really go for some biscuit lotion and sausage. <laughs> you know, there is a lot of undertones in this. My, my, my grandma told my mom about the power that it had. Good brown gravy is the way she got my dad. Well, that's just saying. Eh. I cook well. Yeah, it, that's true. He, he liked my cooking. Yeah, that's true. That wasn't, that was just you trying to, you know, reach. Can we get back to the news? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) I forgot we were talking about Swamp Thing. Get in the swamp. (laughs) Swamp Thing, which has been canceled, as we know, from DC Uh, Universe, um, has been picked up by the CW. They're going to rebroadcast it on the CW. Rebroadcast the original the existing episodes. episodes. However, that's a way bigger audience on the C dubs. It is. So if it were to catch some traction there, I'm sure that they would bring it back in production. They have all the sets. The CW does? Well, like... the CW and DC, same thing. Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah, that's true. So I feel like this could be a good CW show as long as the production stays up to where it was. I, I liked the suit. I liked the production that they had. I didn't like some of the acting. But all in all, I think it was a decent show. Besides um, the, is the network jumping in to save the show and potentially give it a second season if it does well? Probably not. <laughs> That's what it says. Hmm. Variety reports that the networks are having to buy in content from streaming services and international broadcasters because they can't produce new original shows at the moment. Because of the COVID, Jerry. Because of the dang COVID. So anyway, who knows, though, if it really... I think it could. I mean, if we're getting the Snyder Cut released and they're going to throw $20 million towards that to be released... Why is it out of the realm of possibility that they make a second season of Swamp Thing? That well, should happen. I hope that HBO Max decides to make a new Swamp Thing. Just a different Swamp Thing. How many times can you make a new thing, though, Chris? Well, nobody saw the first one, so. I know. Um, here's the deal. That's true. Swamp Thing is in Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, and it's mm-hmm. awesome. We can't talk about it because Jerry hasn't watched it. Anyway. I haven't. I haven't. Next. Sorry. Next, next next news. Um, do you have any news first off before I go any further? I don't. I'm sorry. All righty then. You have more? Obviously. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get after it. I just have a, a interesting little tidbit here. Um, Hawkeye has been confirmed or considered the most valuable hero in the Marvel Cinematic Research based on new research. How is that possible? Uh, A new report from the film franchise Showdown, which reviews budgets, box office earnings, and IMDb scores and award nominations for films, revealed the best and worst installments of 
film franchise. Hawkeye has been deemed the most valuable member of the uh, Avengers. I just outranking don't. Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. I don't think this is true. They take return on investment for each character, reviewing how important each character was in each film they appeared in during the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The return on investment represents the number of times the box office earnings exceeded the budget. Hawkeye's return on investment ranked at 5.3 per film. So, so it's saying like every film that those characters have been in and they're ranking the most money that those movies the profits, have made. The profit. The of profit off of the films that the, that character has been in. Well, Hawkeye has only been in Avengers films, and all of the Avengers films have made a shitload of money, including Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War. Like, obviously, he's going to be... He's never had a solo movie, so... Such a shame. It's stupid. That's a stupid rank, and I hate Hawkeye. <laughs> I like um, Ronan. Do you like Jeremy Renner's band? I didn't know he had a band. Oh, yeah, he's got a band. Is it the Jeremy Renner band? No, it's, but it is almost as cringy. I've seen. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it Hawkeye Band? Um, I'm trying to look up the name of the band, but it's something. You should see the. Is it Jeremy's Quiver? <laughs> that's the name of his. <laughs> that's the name of his first single, Quiver. <laughs> Quiver. Is it really? Yeah. No. No, of oh. course it's not. Jesus Christ. I don't know. Um, Nomad. Jeremy Renner. Nomad. Is this, it was his first uh, Nomad. single. Nomad. Sing um, some of his songs, Chris. I've not heard any of his songs. You've heard Good Brown Gravy. Except, wait, what? Imagine Dragons. That's not it. Feel the thunder? The thunder? Yeah. Oh, they're saying Lightning. his music sounds like Taylor Hicks fronting Imagine Dragons. Taylor Hicks was an uh, uh, American Idol winner. Uh, yeah, he was pretty good, too. Had, had that salt and pepper hair. Yeah, he did. Um, I don't know what the name of the band is. It's, I can't. But I, Lightning I've, and the Thunder? It's not that. I've seen some of the music video on like John Oliver's show or something, and it, it looks terrible. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> Kind of like the Kevin Bacon band. Yeah. Or the Bacon Brothers band. There's lots of... Uh, Kevin Bacon was in a band. Rosa, or not Rosa, Rashida... Jones? Yes, she's in a band. She is? Yes. She's a good singer, though. Her, She's the daughter of Quincy Jones. She is. I mean, Quincy Jones. On, she's got musical history in her. That's true. Uh, Bruce Willis was in a band. Yeah, Steve Martin is a hell of a picker. Yeah, we a picker and a grinner. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> he is. That's a mighty fine of picking and a grinning. Celebrities and bands. What Steve other Martin ones? is is very good though at that, and he takes it very seriously. Let's let's look at a ranker list of celebrities who play in bands. All right, I bet it's all the ones we just said. Um, Johnny Depp. Oh yeah, was Johnny a member Depp's of the group P, which also included butthole surfer singer Gibby Haynes. I love the butthole surfers. Do you? Yeah, I mean they're all right. Um, I mean, I like that one song I know of them. Right. And it's the one song I know of them. <laughs> but Flea is also in his band. I mm-hmm. was in that with him. And Sex Pistols guitarist Steve Jones. Um, Jared Leto, of course, we all know Ooh. he's in 30 Seconds to Mars. Yep. Um, that's not a very good band. Mm-mm. No. Uh, Zoe Deschanel. She's, she's in, very good. Yeah, she's in that band, She and Him. Let me tell you something, Chris. Okay. I get serious about this one thing. The scene in Elf where she's singing. 
No. Well, I mean, that's a very good saying. I've never been a big like celebrity crush guy, mm-hmm. you know, where everybody's like, oh, I've got this celebrity crush. This is a bit, you know, I think they're so hot or I, whatever. But the one that I do have and the one that I just can't get rid of is Zoe Deschanel. Ah, you're into the manic pixie dream girls. Is that a thing? Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about it on the podcast before. It's a Have classification. Really? Yeah, it's a classification of a certain type of female character that's in certain types of movies. It's so strange. It's called the manic pixie things. dream girl. Why do you know that? Um, some examples of the manny manic pixie dream You've girl. You've already looked it up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, You've some, typed that in that amount of time. Yeah. Some of uh, examples would be um, uh, Kirsten Dunst. That's actually mm, not my, f- not a fan. It's not the person. No, not it's a fan. It's the type of character. Well, that's a bullshit character. Um, or Natalie Portman from Garden State. She's that character archetype. I've never even seen that movie. You've never seen Garden State? It's no. one of my favorite movies. Oh, well, that's stupid. That's you're just terrible that you've never seen that. I don't care what it the classification is. Zoe Deschanel is my crush. Uh, my celebrity crush. I love everything she's in. I think it's great. If you've never seen 500 Days of Summer, you're an idiot. Another example would be Almost Famous and uh, Kate Hudson in Almost Famous. I can understand that. Um, I mean, her like Zoe Deschanel in New Girl or Zoe Deschanel in, in everything Elf. she does. Manic Pixie Dream Girl is a stock character type in films. Um, they exist solely in the fevered imagination of sensitive writer directors to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. That sounds like my childhood, <laughs> you know? Like, that sounds like what I grew up. That's what Manic I grew up Pixie on. Dream Girls are said that they help men. They help their men without pursuing their own happiness. As such, characters never grow up. Thus, their men never grow up. This is your archetype. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) Amy's never grown up? No, I'm not saying. (laughs) Um, I've never grown up. That's for damn sure. Anyway, it's a stock character type, and she plays the same in everything she does. But if I could freeze time and be the same all the time, like back when I had hair. Like Peter Pan? Back when I had hair. Um, I would do that. Um, back to the list. <laughs> Kevin Bacon in the Bacon Brothers. Ryan Gosling. No way. Yep, he provides vocals, piano, and guitar, and bass guitar, and cello in the band Dead Man's Bones. Hmm. Uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yep, he's in. Uh, I knew band. he had one. Russell Crowe and the Ordinary Fear of God. These guys mm, need some better wow. names for them. Steven Seagal. No way. He's in a band called Thunderbox. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. He's released two albums. The oh. band is named Thunderbox, oh, Jerry. Thunderbox featuring Steven Seagal. Is that? Oh, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. Steven Seagal and I'm going to thunder your box. I was going to say something about an Australian. Never mind. An Australian? Yeah, like the thunder down under. Under the... <laughs> The lightning and the thunder. Uh, Jack Black. Oh, obviously. yeah. Tenacious D. Bruce Willis. Um, I really love his Jack band, Black. The Accelerators. He's great in, um, well, everything, but he's really Die good. Hard. You're right. No. Uh, the new Jumanji. It's good. 
Oh, you're talking about Jack Black. Yeah. Oh, we skipped around there. Taylor Momsen. I said celebrities. I don't even know who that person is. Yeah. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton. Plays guitar in the band The Box Masters. Lots of boxes. Wow. Mastering boxes, thundering boxes. He was previously in the group Trace Ombres. I've heard of that band. Steve Martin, of course, we talked about. Keanu Reeves. Really? In a band called The Dog Star. I didn't know that. He also builds uh, motorcycles. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yep. Um, Provided vocals and made samples in the band Martini Ranch. I don't count. That doesn't count. Okay. Here's what's more interesting. Dennis Quaid. In? The Sharks. The Sharks. I I I would watch Dennis Quaid in The Sharks. Dennis Quaid is my favorite Doc Holliday. I will fight anyone. Dennis Quaid's the best. You guys are ridiculous if you don't agree. I understand Val Kilmer's very good. He's amazing. If I, want, if I could, I would call it a tie. I can't because Dennis Quaid's is better. He's almost unrecognizable as Doc Holliday. He lost so much weight. His performance is amazing. Noted. Wyatt Earp. Better than two. Kevin Costner, while we're on the subject. Also, He's in a band? Kevin Costner in the modern West. Doesn't surprise me. Hugh Laurie. I knew he was in a band. It's a jazz band, a too. A jazz quintet. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. Oh, like uh, Gary Sinise. And the Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan, Dan band. band. I saw them play and met Gary Sinise. Jeff Bridges. Jason Schwartzman, I knew he was in a band. I didn't know that. Phantom Planet, yeah. Any good? Yeah, they had some hits. They are pretty good. Okay. There's a lot. There's more. That's nothing exciting. That, Like, you don't need to hear about Christopher Mintz Plasse. Oh, I do. He's my favorite. Well, he's in a band called the Young Rap Scallions. <sighs> I knew it. If anybody had the last name Plasse, you'd have to have Scallions involved. Um, Man, there <laughs> is so many. You know... Everybody wants to be in a band. I want to yeah. be in a band. Frankie Muniz plays the drums. Doesn't he have a disease where he can't like speak right? <laughs> I don't think so. I he was, was Malcolm. I know. Malcolm in the middle. My favorite thing on Twitter ever was his, somebody talking shit about Frank, Frankie Muniz. Yeah. And just randomly, somebody tweeted him just talking shit about him. Sure. And something about how he never did anything after Malcolm in the middle. And then he just wrote back like, well, I made like $50 million and you're a <laughs> broke don't. piece of shit. <laughs> like, I, I've never needed to do anything after Malcolm in the Middle, so I didn't. Man, that show really just like left the public consciousness, didn't it? It did a little bit. And that's, it literally threw Brian Cranston like to where he's at. Like it put him where he's at. Yeah. All because he stood around in his underwear on that show and that, then immediately followed it up with standing around in his like, underwear. We need a guy to stand day. in his underwear. Who do we got? Yeah. Brian Cranston. He'll do it. It's so weird that he went from that to that. To Breaking Bad. I know. What an incredible and show. And Godzilla. He was in Godzilla. He was. I never saw that one. I did. Was it good? I saw it in theaters. Pretty good. What's Brian Cranston up to these days? Nothing. He's got to be doing stuff. I don't think he's... I mean, no TV shows. I don't know of a movie out. I know he did a lot of I Broadway hope he's stuff. doing something because, like, if not, he really let his... He had, like, he could have done anything. He really could have. I mean... After that show? 
That but then like again, huge. maybe he didn't want to. Uh, he's done it. He's doing a ton of stuff. So he's in um, a lot of Family Guy episodes. Must be a. He was in Isle of Dogs. Okay. <laughs> um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, he's in that. I don't know. Yeah, I guess he hasn't done that. Oh, he was in Sneaky Pete. I never watched that, though. I haven't. Never he was in Power Rangers, apparently. Yes. He was in The Disaster Artist. I don't remember that. That was a good movie, though. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I mean, everybody has seen The Room. Or not everybody, but a lot of people have seen The Room. I thought. I this feel was like he good. hasn't done that much. I'm, I'm kind of I know. Surprised. I don't. He, he really hasn't. Um, El Camino. He was in El Camino. He was in that movie where he was in a wheelchair and a, a young black kid was pushing him around in this wheelchair. And like, I can't remember what the movie It was like based on a true story. I don't know. Um, but he has a new show ago. coming out called Your Honor. It's in post production. You think it, is it about a judge? Oh, boy. I bet it night is. Night court? It's like night court. A uh, Chicago judge tries to protect his son after he becomes involved with a crime connected to the mafia. So it is night court. Yep. <laughs> I knew it. Traffic court. What was Brian Cranston? Night court. That was a great show. <laughs> it really was. Um, that's enough I, of the celebrities with fans. I agree. Um, one last thing. There's a movie coming out on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Plus. Called Artemis Fowl. Mm-hmm. And it's getting some reviews, Jerry. And its oh, reviews boy. are most foul. Oh, really? Yeah. It looked cool. According to Forbes magazine, it's one of the worst young adult fantasy movies ever made. Ever made. Lacking so, in vivid characters, compelling stakes, or memorable set pieces. Walt mm-hmm. Disney's Artemis Fowl brings to mind the very worst of the post-Harry Potter attempts at young adult fantasy franchises. I didn't think it looked that bad. That's why it went to Disney+, Plus. they're saying. I don't know. I saw a trailer for it, and it was actually relatively intriguing. Um, but maybe the best parts of it is what they put in the trailer. Yeah. I mean, there was some... So after Harry Potter, right? That's uh-huh. when these YA... Harry Potter's on HBO Max. Yeah. All of them. I own it all, man. I already got it. Hmm. On a disc or streaming? I got them streaming, man. Oh, good. I got man? Dig- digital copies. Why don't you just start saying bro? No, I don't do that. Good. Um, after Harry Potter, there was like a big push for those YA book to movie series. Like that's where we got the Hunger Games, which was not bad. I like, I've read all those books and I think they're great. They're making another, they're writing another book. That same writer is coming out with a fourth book. And and I'm excited, but that was good because like of uh, Jennifer Lawrence. How do you feel about a lemony Snicket? Terrible. No, like, interest. aren't those YA type? Yeah, for sure. Movies. I never. I watched. I tried to watch it on Netflix, and because there Did, was a series on Netflix, didn't lemony? But it was also Snicket, a movie with Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. Didn't they? Didn't he do like a series of books? Like young adult books, and then well, the character is Lemony Snicket, not the author. No, it's like Lemony Snicket's something, something series something. of unfortunate events or something like that. Yeah, isn't that yeah, the author? That's, no, that's not the author. <laughs> it's not. No, I always thought it was. Um. Anyway, that was that's one the of them. Character. They, yeah, that's one they tried. They tried to do like the Maze Runner. Remember yes. the Maze? Yeah, which wasn't that, terrible. It failed. Percy Jackson. They tried that. That failed. You figure that would be a little bit bigger, 
a little bit bigger because of, uh, you know, why I thought the books were huge. I, yeah, that's what they're saying. That was like the failure. They tried it with Ender's game. The movie failed there. That's one of the best Ender's game. Oh, the books are amazing. Are they really? Yeah. I've talked about that before. Yeah. You have, didn't Alex, Alex was involved with that movie. Um, no, I think it was Kirk. We were talking about with Kirk. That's right. You're right. Anyway, um, Artemis Fowl, apparently not worth a shit. But the brilliant thing about Full it is we're all going to watch it anyway because it's on Disney+. Plus. Why not? We already have it. That's all I got for news. You got any news? You already said no. No, I don't have any news. Oh, but- there is one little other thing. HBO Max is apparently pissing a bunch of people off. Why? Because they... And this is kind of annoying. They're not doing things the same way as Disney or Netflix. Okay. They are going to do the whole HBO thing where they put movies on and take movies off. The Netflix thing, you mean? No. Do- Netflix puts stuff up and leaves it. HBO yeah, is but always... It, it also takes things off, like after a certain amount of time. Yeah, but... When the contract it takes, up. Yeah, but that's not their content. HBO is doing it with their own content. Uh, it's only been out for two weeks now or more. What's the point of that? So they've already announced that 15 DC movies are leaving HBO Max on July 1st, including the original Batman, uh, original Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher Batman movies, gone. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, gone. Suicide Squad, gone. Wonder Woman, gone. Justice League, gone. All gone on G- July 1st. You know, I mean, obviously I'm a Batman fan, but do you think a lot of people care about those movies? It's just annoying. Just if people are paying for your service, put your movies up and leave them. Yeah, no, I agree. They're coming out. Fans are pissed. They're coming off saying, hey, we, got a, we have a collection of DC films that will rotate on the platform. We have a new batch coming in July and then another batch in August. So basically, they're going to put stuff on for a month, take it off. That's stupid. Put on a new batch for a month, take those off. Those, all, those movies that are going off, they'll come back again, but it might be three months from now, four months from now, five months from now. It's just annoying. I know. What if you pick a little, like a nice little Saturday to stay home, you build a fire, yeah. the kids go to bed early, you and the wife are sitting there, just had a pizza, making some popcorn, staring at each other across the room, and you're like, let's watch Batman. <laughs> you know, let's, let's see Jack Nicholson. Let's watch Batman and Robin. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight, Amy? I really. If you haven't, let's watch. I it. could use some Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. In my life, right I now. I want bat nipples. I want. I want nipples on a Batman suit. And you know what? You know who did that? Joel Schumacher. Let's watch him. HBO Max. Now you flip it on. Boom. Not Gone. available. And your Saturday night is ruined. You end up yelling and screaming at each other. The fire takes over the house. You lose the house. Save the kids. Homeless. God. HBO Max, you son of a you caused homelessness for multiple families. You know, and this is something I can't stand for, especially in this day and age where we're at. <laughs> Think we can have more homeless? Yeah, in the no. middle of a pandemic. They don't care. Homelessness is on the rise already. HBO is the richest person in the world. Yeah. That one man, his the name, Monopoly guy, his yeah, HBO, Mr. Moneybags. His name's HBO. He is to the max. I have a story. Wait, HBO, hobo, is this a conspiracy? <laughs> oh, okay, they're I rubbing see. it right in our faces, Jerry. 
their the goal is to create hobos. Since the when did HBO come out? Early um, 90s, like 80s. no, like eighties. Since the eighties, they've been waiting until this moment to maximize hoboness. Yeah. So here's a good question: Is a homeless person the same as a hobo? No, I believe a hobo is the person that rides a train, or just a traveling. Yeah. Like yes. a, a traveling, they got to have the stick in the pack on the stick. Yeah, like the handkerchief tied yeah. to the back or to the stick. I mean, which a homeless person could do, but that would transcend them to the level of the hobo. level of hobo. So, because a hobo has definitely got more of a magical quality to them, right? Yeah, they got they more have, of a story behind them. And they always have harmonicas or some sort of instrument, and they can do a. A soft shoe, I believe, dance. I was just listening to this podcast, Joe Rogan podcast, and he was talking to this guy that won the show, I think it's called Alive, where they just take people and they put them out in the woods. They get to choose 10 objects. Who was that? I, I don't remember the guy's name, but he won this show, and he was telling about his life story, and he, I think he was in the wilderness. You get to choose 10 objects, and they just drop you off somewhere, and... And you have to live. You have whoever to live on your longest. own longer than yeah. everyone whoever. else. And you, and you don't know how long everyone else on the show has. Yeah, you have no idea. Uh, yeah, um, you have a phone, like or some kind of a device that can send te- text messages, and you need to send a text message every day to them. And if okay. they, you they, you don't, they'll come out and look and make so, sure you're okay. So I had started watching this show. I don't even know what it's on. It it was originally on Discovery Channel, I thought. I, I had started watching it right before I was a cord or a cable cutter. Um, and then we got rid of uh, Satellite, and I, I never followed up with it. Well, this guy was telling his life story. It was interesting, very interesting. But that's what he started, like, when he turned 18 or 17, whatever age, his older brother just rode the rails. Yeah. So he just went with them, and they rolled the rails for like two years. It's incredible. I've watched. Like I got, people do that. I, I didn't f- think people actually did that. Yes. I fell down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos, and there are a bunch of YouTube videos of people that just ride trains. There's a. Why, though? What's the point? Stobe, Stobe the Hobo, S-T-O-B-E, the Hobo, and he puts up videos all the time of riding trains around. That's all they do, like as a life. I don't know why. I don't I don't understand it, but they this guy loves it. They're always very dirty though. Yeah, well, from there, so he left there and then he ended up going to Siberia. Well, he went to Russia initially. This is all on train. No. <laughs> so he left there and he went to Russia to Siberia and Russia. It's in that vicinity. It's the same right? like piece of land. Yeah. So that he went to that area to this um, to live with this tribe. They're basically like indigenous peoples in like Siberia, I okay. guess. Siberians. And they're, they're reindeer herders. Okay. So that's the, that's what they do. They herd reindeer, at least for a certain portion of the year, and then they come back and they live in town. It's a sad story. They have horrible problems with alcoholism in this community, and they're like totally uh, discriminated against by. The history of the Russian, they're, they're oppressed peoples, basically. Oh, okay. Um, it's kind of a similar to like Native American situation. But anyway, for a certain portion of the year, they go out into the wilderness with the reindeer herd. And these are domesticated reindeer that they've domesticated. 
and they that's all they eat is reindeer, but only wild reindeer, none of the domesticated ones. Wow. And they ride them like horses, and they are nomadic. And so Holy he went smokes. and lived with these people, and for like years and years and years, that's where kind of he figured, I mean, there was no medical, there's no nothing. Right. I, he was talking about, I think he broke his leg once up there. Holy smokes. And he just laid in a tent for like a week, and they just rubbed a pine sap. In his pine like, sap wound. on his leg, he, he had an open wound, like from breaking his leg somehow. Holy cow! And he just never got it treated. And he's fine. Yeah, like he can walk fine. Yeah, that's incredible. And uh, anyway, that and he went on to do this alive show, which I think was in the Canadian wilderness. But he was there for like 70, 77 days, something like that. Uh, on his own, that was the that was the that alive was the show. Winning. Oh, yeah, he won half a million dollars. No kidding. It was, I didn't think any of those shows really gave anybody. Yeah, money. I didn't either. But yeah, it's quite a bit. I, it was interesting to hear like what he picked, the items he picked. I don't remember what they all were, but he got a bow and arrows, a flint. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know all the things he picked, but it was interesting to see what he chose and why. But there was a couple of things he said he wished he wouldn't have picked because he never used them. Really? Yeah. I think fishing line was one of them they used. Um, or hooks, maybe fishing hooks, sure. something, something like along those lines. Yeah, there was something like he'd never use like a net or something. I don't know. But anyway, when in this live show, he because I think it's in the winter, mm-hmm. like the first within the first two or three days, he shot a moose. Really? And you can't fully survive off of moose meat, though. Well, that he did. Well, I mean, you can. It'll keep you alive, but I don't. I, isn't the one guy that was on Joe Rogan too also said like just eating moose meat will not give you the nutrition you need to survive? Well, I think he might have ate some like lichen and moss and stuff like that yeah. too. Lichen is a huge, um, and I know he caught some fish, pretty good sized fish, not a lot. Well, though. that that helps obviously. But the moose. So the big thing he was talking about is like the meat. It's all good, but what you really want is the fat. Eating fat. You need to eat fat. So, like, he basically processed the moose right away, and he'd, like, take all the fat and, like, render it and put it in, like, jars. Yeah. And, like, right after he did all that, he said he had, like, cut off, like, so many, like, two milk jugs full of fat. Oh, my gosh. Right? And that's what he was basically going to live on. And, like, the next day, a wolverine came and, like, ate it all and, like, took it. Oh my gosh, you can't fight a wolverine. He did. No. He way. killed it with a. Oh no, okay. So he then started stalking this wolverine because it would come every day and just take some of his moose. Are they related to mink? <laughs> I don't know. Because I need to talk to this guy. But you can't. Like, like, they're very dangerous. Like, yeah, they are. They will kill a bear. Yes. They don't stop. They, yeah. I mean, they have like no, they're like solid muscle, but they're little. It's like a tube of muscle. Yeah. So he, anyway, he kind of stalked this thing and waited for it and tried to bait it a little bit. It ran into a bush and he shot it blind with an arrow. With an arrow. And he said he just immediately got up and started running towards it. And what had happened was he pinned it. He pinned like one of its arms against the ground with the arrow. Yeah. So it couldn't like move. And then he beat it to death with a hatchet. He hacked it. Hacked it. Or it was a hammer or a hatchet, something like that. Wow. Did he eat the wolverine? Oh, yeah, he ate that wolverine for sure. He had to have. But he was saying like the kidney fat is like the best part of the fat around the kidney. And that's 
one of the things that the uh, Wolverine stole. He was really upset about. <laughs> this is so weird. It's very similar to the guy that was on all, uh, Alone. That's the show we're talking about, Alone. No, you said Alive. Oh, I think it's a, yeah, I don't know what Alone is, so. Don't you remember the guy that was I I had talked about on the yeah that show podcast? wasn't alone it was uh yeah I watched that show the one in the Alaskan wilderness yes we talked about yeah, that it's guy. not alone but it's something else yeah I know who you're talking about though the that one the guy show, that like, which every time you good. see him is like swarmed with mosquitoes and you're just like <laughs> yes. how are you alive dude <laughs> and that show it and it's his name is like Grant or something something with a G. The, the the alone show isn't very good, but the stories that guy had from the show were great. Alone. It was a great that, like that story. one's on Disney Plus. That's where I was watching it, the Alaskan one. Yes, that's alone. I thought it was alone. No, uh, I think it is. Well, but alive though was a better produced show. Life below zero. Right, that's, that's the one you're thinking. Yeah, about. that's what I said. Isn't it? Anyway, uh, how did we get on this tangent again? Because I was talking about something. Hobos. <laughs> riding the rails. Yes, riding the rails. Why? That's how he it's started so it. It's so crazy. It's like a mythical thing, right? Hobos. It's not mythical. One time I wrote and drew a comic. Wrote and drew a comic. About hobos? About hobos. Why? Fighting. <laughs> Hobo fights? Yeah. I did when I was in college. I probably have it still somewhere. It's only to, like you need to find that. And it's bring only it in a here. couple pages. You definitely need to find that and bring it in because I want to see this. We need to talk about it. It was when I was in Germany because I remember at the time, for some reason, we were really obsessed with hobos, and I started what? writing and drawing this comic about hobos. Okay, because there was lots of homeless people, hobos or whatever. I, I think this homeless a, and, and hobo is different, though. Yeah, I think it is too. I was talking about hobos. The main guy of mine had a pack stick with the handkerchief thing. And it gave him power. Yeah. Like mythical power that you keep talking about. Because they're not mythical people. Like this is a real thing. Yeah. No, I, I don't mean mythical. I mean like it's, a, it's like a life, of, it's a life of freedom, you know? It is. It's like a chosen life. Like, a, so like Jack Kerouac, like on the road. You know what I mean? So a Just, homeless person would is homeless because of a, a missed, an unfortunate event or like mental illness yes. or something. I feel like a hobo is a way of life you where know, they choose to be. Yeah, for sure. That's that definitely way, right? the case. Yeah. Yes. I, I read a thing and about homeless By no people. means are we like talking down on this. This yeah, is something that's like why a, I think we're treading on iffy territory here because I feel like we're making light of. Uh, no, I know. We're not. I'm. I'm not trying to make light of it. I'm I'm just trying to get the definition of each because I think there is a differentiation between hobo and homeless, yeah. obviously. And like this guy that I was talking about on YouTube, this like Stobe the hobo, he calls himself a hobo because he chooses to do to to because live on the great, rail. And it's a great word. I guess. <laughs> I guess it is. I know there's like a stew, a hobo stew, and that's kind of a like just a hodgepodge when we were kids that was like a really common halloween outfit people would dress up as hobos you're right nobody does that anymore it's probably an insensitive thing my dad has always talked about the people that rode the rail through verona he said he would sit up at the elevator 
uh, in Verona waiting for people to come by to, to bale hay. Like people would literally drive through town and pick them up at the elevator to go bale hay. Just it's what they did. He said he would sit up there with multiple other kids and they would just come and pick you up and you'd go bale hay and then come back. He said, I didn't, he's like, I never told anybody. Like I didn't tell like my grandma, his mom, like I never told her what I was doing. I would just leave and I would come back at the end of the day after bailing hay with random people. And he said, doing that, there were times where guys would jump off the train and sit with them. And he told me a story of he shared a can of peaches with a, a guy that jumped off the train. He came over, had a can of peaches, opened it up, and they ate peaches together. So crazy. Isn't it weird? The world is so different now. It's, my dad was telling me a story the other day, and it just kind of blew my mind because um, when he started farming, they were still picking corn. Right. Um, he did have a combine, and some of the farms he actually did the way we do it now. Mm-hmm. But a couple of his farms were 50-50 farms, and the landlord, there was no grain bins. They had cribs. So you so had the to pick landlord it. wanted it picked. <clears throat> so yeah. they had wire frame, you know, wire frame cribs and and the old the old traditional crib, but yeah. they also had these wire frame cribs that they filled. Which is the foundation, the concrete foundation that's out in front of my house is from one of those. Yes. So he was telling me this story because he didn't have a picker. One of our neighbors had a picker, but he would borrow his picker, but he had bought the head. So they kind of worked together okay. at it. Yeah. So they'd go out there and they would pick the corn and they pulled like, a, he, he went out and bought two side dump DMI wagons, which I still have. Um, wow. Specifically for this, they bought this head and they had, this neighbor had the picker. So what they would do is they, and they set up the elevator to the top of the crib yep. to fill it. So, and that the field at the time, like now a lot of our stuff is drained because my dad was a drainage contractor, but before then they weren't and they were super, super, super muddy all mm-hmm. the time. So it was a really rainy year or whatever. Um, but the, the, the corn picker um, would go through, but they would get stuck super easily because they're toting these wagons with right. like regular wheels on them. So what they would do is they'd fill up a wagon they would drop the wagon because you could apparently drop the wagon from the cab. You could oh really let the just hitch pin go. Yeah. So my dad would then so the guy driving the picker would they'd fill up a wagon they'd drop the wagon he would go forward about another two hundred feet there was a little bit that you could store inside the picker itself okay without shooting it into a wagon and they would go go far enough to get out of the mud hole and stop then my dad would come with the Massey. Wagon with duels because you needed the duels to get through the mud and he would hook onto the wagon, pull it up to the crib where he would have to stop, unhook the Massey because you can't pull up to the elevator with a side dump wagon with duels. So he would unhook that. He would go back with the 4020 hook onto the wagon just to pull it up to get it to the elevator, to, to dump it in the elevator. And then, unhook that, move it, hook the Massey back up, take it back out to the field wow. and drop it. And he was telling me this story about one time, um, this friend of his that was running the picker, he was getting stuck, so he dropped the wagon and he pulled forward, and my dad came out, did that, hooked it up the wagon, got all the way, took it over there, unhooked it, hooked the other tractor up, pulled it up, opened the chute, there was one ear of corn in there. 
What? <laughs> the guy in the picker was just laughing his ass off. Uh, he did it on purpose. <laughs> well, he had to drop it because he was going to get stuck. Yeah. <laughs> one ear of corn, and he had to do all that switching around yeah. for that one thing. It's just crazy. I mean, it's not that long ago. Re- yeah, really, it wasn't. I mean, it, my father-in-law, Gary, It's not he that talks much before that. I was born. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that long ago. That right. That he, talk- he, he talks about picking corn all the time and unloading corn from that. Like I said, I've got a concrete foundation from one of the wireframe cribs um, that they stored your corn in. He's like, I remember loading and unloading things right here at this, you know, at this foundation. And it's just weird that it's, it's just kind of so, so unheard of now to even do anything close. It just to that. kind of blew my mind because I was thinking about it in the context of, of course, I knew that my dad picked corn when he was a kid. But sure. this is when he was an, an adult, adult and farming on his own. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought that was crazy. Now, they still, he had a combine. That's why he didn't, he didn't have a picker because he had a combine. Right. So that's why he had to get the neighbor to do that one farm because the landlord wanted. So what decade would this have been That'd in? That'd be in the 70s. In the 70s. So. Probably the mid 70s. I mean, were a lot of people still picking corn at that time? Yeah, quite a bit, he said. Because everybody was 50-50 with landlords back then. And so then you have A lot to, of people just had cribs. But then you have to hire a sheller yeah. or have your own sheller, which nobody, a lot of people did, didn't, nobody didn't did do. Nobody did that. Yeah. They, they had, you, yeah, they'd come down and somebody would shell it. But he was telling me it was actually great because the quality of the corn was so much better. When you dried corn on the ear in cribs, it's just a better system. Really? Like it dries better. And then when Less you, the sheller that it would come out was actually better than like even our combines now at cleaning corn and lot breaking stuff as much. Really? Yeah. So they, yeah, he said it was a great way to do it. But so the end product has less, like, you know, damage and yeah. and whatnot. So, or he could just be being nostalgic for it. I don't yeah, know, but. that could be it too. <laughs> um, but it's crazy to think about. Um, hobos. Yeah, that all started from hobos. <laughs> See what we do here? I have uh, one quick thing I want to talk about. Okay. And we've been talking about Craig quite often lately. He was the winner of Snarf Madness. Craig Blagojevich. Yeah. Son of disgraced governor Rod. Robert. Rod. Rod Blazekovich. Rodert. Rodert Blazekovich. And then there was Craig or Kurg um, Blaze or um, Astro Craig, super mega Astro Craig. Yeah. I I found uh, something interesting because um, Kurg... Mm-hmm. I mean, our Facebook friends. And he was telling me about his sister, who's a stand-up comedian. Yeah, Amy. Amy. So I, I did look her up. Yes. I actually listened to one of her podcasts. But I looked her up, and then I noticed on Facebook, because that's where I looked her up, because yeah. she was on his wall. Or she commented on one of his posts. That's where I saw it. Okay. Um, he wrote a post how he was on Snarf Talk, and it was great. And she oh, yeah, commented yeah. on it. Oh, she did. I didn't and see And I that. noticed that her name was Amy Blaze. Yes. So she took the same not last name. Well, everybody calls them Blaze. I just thought that was interesting because Why? I thought it was because it's like one person's nickname, but they both are using the same. It's all of their nicknames because of their last name. Ah, okay. Their last name literally starts with Blaze Ekovich. I mean, 
It's a good name. It is. So everybody calls Craig Blaze, but I'm I mean, I'm assuming that would follow the rest of them as well because they all have the same last name. Gotcha. So she just put Amy Blaze because it's it's a lot shorter than putting Blazekovich and explaining how to say it. Well, I did listen to one of her podcast episodes and it was good. Yeah. It, it was the happy good. corner. The happy corner, yes. Yeah. THC. Oh, I, he said that, but I he didn't did. get it at the time. Okay, I got yeah. it now. Um, so anyway, about him, he sent me a text message today with a picture of Rambo First Blood, just a Blu-ray of it. And he said, uh, he said since it's on Snarf Recommends or was on one of your guys' top tens, I guess I'll finally watch it. He never watched it before? He has never seen Rambo First Blood. Oh, my gosh. And I was joking around with him because he's older than me, and I said, so in your 54 years of life, you've never watched the first movie of Rambo? It's like, just First Blood. Not, yeah. Not Rambo First Well, blood. this one actually says Rambo First oh, Blood okay, okay. on it. it they it probably just, marketed it like that. Yeah. Um, I, I just couldn't believe that. With as many shows as he's watched. Especially since he was in the military, too. Yes, he was in the Marines. Um, He's watched a lot of things, read a lot of things. He's seen multiple Rambo movies. He told me that. But he's never seen the first one. And I thought this was a travesty. I thought it was like a national disaster. National Lampoon's skit. National Lampoon's great disaster. Of the blaze. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought that was crazy. If I would like to hear if any of you guys have ever watched, actually, like actually watched First Blood, because I personally think it's by far the best movie out of the Rambo franchise. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's not even close. It's the only one I would consider like a real a movie. A real movie. The rest of them get so They're just over, over the, the top, top action. action. Yeah. yeah. And this one has so much heart, so much like serious. Yeah story to it and like this guy is struggling rambo is struggling john rambo has an issue and and it's ptsd and he he is in all of the movies but this one they it's they put a spotlight on that yeah and and, but the story in general is just um i don't know it's a lot it's somewhat dark but it just follows this one man that um so what was his uh take on it did he 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 had literally just picked it up for five dollars at walmart he's like it's in the bargain bin i guess i'll watch it since snarf recommends and that's it it just went off the rails after that because i passed out after reading that i physically (laughs) passed out and when i woke back up i realized holy cow this was not a dream this was not somebody playing a joke this was real life and now i have to I'm confronted with this, and I have to deal with it. Yeah. So I had to call him. Uh, we had a bit of an infer- intervention at his home. Um, his dad was involved. And, Mr. Blaze. Yeah, Mr. Jeff Blaze. And um, so it, it ended up where he's divorced now. He's moving out, and uh, I'm trying to get him back on his feet. Yeah, but he's he just... But he's going to see this movie. He wants that hobo lifestyle. Like he like Rambo. He brought that up too, and he's like, "I want to ride trains." Because kind of Rambo was a hobo. Kind of, <laughs> he really was, and it it shows him walking across a bridge like the very kind, first scene. Yeah, it's kind of and it's kind of a theme too. He's a drifter. Yeah, 
A grifter? Drifter. Oh, a grifter. Trying to find his place. Like really trying was, to find yeah. a family. That's exactly a what A world that will accept him. A place that would accept him. He was like walking into a town hoping he could be accepted there. But it's a theme throughout all those movies. Yes. Of trying to find acceptance and reintegration. Right. And now that's where Craig is. He's got to find acceptance now, and I don't know if I can. A couple of years on the rails. He'll figure it out. I think so. Living on the rails really changes you as a man. Yeah. You know, gives you a better perspective. <laughs> That's kind of funny how that all wound back around to hobos because I didn't even think about it, but he really, I mean, John Rambo is a legit hobo because he's not accepted for being part I of mean, the military. I mean, he doesn't have the stick. And the handkerchief, but he's no, got but he's a carrying duffel bag. A, yeah, he's carrying the military-issued duffel bag. Yeah. I've got like 10 of them in my basement. And he is absolutely a hobo at that time. It's crazy, but it is a very good movie. Yeah. That was my That story. movie made me... Cry? No, it made me want to carry all my stuff in, with, a, in duffel a duffel bag? bag back and forth from like college. <laughs> Okay. And I have one that was my dad's from when he was in the Air Force. That's old. Yeah. And I still have it. And so. I tell you what, they last. You know, it's a great way to carry dirty laundry home. It is, but like. You can put a lot of stuff in a military duffel bag. Fits a ton of stuff. The problem is. They're heavy, but. The problem with it, though, is that if it's not just all dirty clothes and it's things you need. You have to pack it correctly. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't, it's a nightmare to get things out of it. And then you end up dumping the whole bag on the ground and having to repack it every time. Yeah. Which is me, because I'm dumb. Yeah. But I don't know how to pack things. But you actually had to like have function because you lived out of it for years. (laughs) Right. And you do. You have to have function out of this bag. I just carried my dirty laundry back and forth to school. (laughs) (laughs) We had an actual dirty laundry bag, like a laundry bag. That they issue you. And it's like a, a cotton sack. Where do you wash your clothes overseas? Do they have, uh, like, do they make you put, do they have coin laundromats that you, do they make you put coins in? No. So, do they have actual washing machines and dryers? Like, when I was actually deployed in Iraq, there was an actual on the base because it's a functioning yeah. military base. But do you there wash your actual own clothes or is service. there a launder? No, there's a laundry service. And we would take those laundry bags that we have uh, that they issue you, take them over to the, it's basically like a laundry mat, but it's also kind of like a, um, um, what's, what's it called? They, when they steam and press your stuff. Fluff and fold? No, yeah, I guess kind of like that, but dry cleaner. Dry cleaner. It's like a dry cleaner and laundry mat mix. So you give them your stuff, fill out a tag, like you fill out a little yellow piece of paper. And that sticks to your bag. Give it to them. Come back one, two, three days later, whatever they tell you, however busy they are. You come back and get all of your clothes. And they would literally be um, like vacuum sealed almost. That all of your clothes would be in one bundle, sealed up, vacuumed in like cellophane. And you'd get them back. And it was the greatest thing. They had like no smell. It wasn't like a regular, like you doing your laundry at home where they smell like detergent, you know, or, or like whatever smell it is that you put in it. They, they were like absolutely sterile smelling. And you'd open that bag up and it was the best thing ever. They were starched and pressed 
in this bag, I think just from the vacuum sealing. Um, but it, if I could do that today, every day of my life, I would do that. So do you get back your own clothes or do you just yes. get issued new? No, it would be absolute the clothes that you brought there. Okay. I, I can't wear just anybody's random clothes. Well, I didn't know if you just put your clothes in there and you just went back to like some area and you're like, okay, now I'll take my No, like I had my own child, underwear that I brought child from home. medium clothes. <laughs> no, I had like all the things that I legitimately put in that bag would come back in a vacuum sealed. That's pretty sweet. Cellophane like bag. Along with your laundry bag, the laundry bag would get washed as so well. Did you ever have to work in the laundromat? No, no. That was uh, all Iraqis and Turkish. People. Really? So, oh, okay. Did yeah, you, they, they would be paid to work there. I would have thought that it would have been self, like you got that job. That was your job. Because like, you probably had to like paint stuff. That was a job that you, you didn't have to paint anything? No. Don't people, don't you have to do other jobs while you're not like on a mission? No, we had one mission, and that was to take care of our trucks. How come so you always would... see people painting stuff in the, in movies? Soldiers painting because that's things. a movie. Like it's not real even life. even when you're not deployed, if you're here, like in the United States on a base, do you have to paint stuff? I'm sure they do. My dad always told me he had to paint things a lot. Well, I'm sure they do. <laughs> it, like on base, yeah, for that's what I mean. They have like to do, but base. but that would be more of a maintenance type job than anything else like if you were a cook or supply you're not painting or anything you're doing your job yeah a lot of jobs are just like in the civilian side of things so you never had to peel potatoes never that would that's called kp that's a thing though working in the kitchen and that's more of a uh like a punishment yeah that's what i was gonna say so you're never bad enough to be no, they'd give you a duty. If you had a duty to do, you were like, you'd be in trouble and you'd have to go do this like specific duty and get in trouble and do that. But I don't know if peeling potatoes is that bad. On, on a deployment, though. Some potatoes. I always like peeling potatoes. On a it's deployment, kind of they don't change your job. We had one job. We went and did that. And then we had to maintain our own trucks like to. A certain standard, but then once it's above like operator level, then it would go to maintenance, um, and they would take care of the rest of it. But no, that's what we did. You you ever think about how crazy it is that like the military just like leaves stuff? Yes. Oh my gosh, Chris! If you could see the stuff that was left behind, (laughs) it's crazy. There's like whole areas that are just like all of our trucks. All of the trucks that we used. and and basically everything that was on that base, uh, like vehicle wise, was left. Just leave it there. It's all left there. It's crazy. I don't know what ever happens to it, but all of it was left there. And then when we would go out and do a recovery, we'd bring it back to like we just called it the boneyard, and bring it back to the boneyard and drop it off. It's just a big scrapyard, but this place was massive. Like it was massive. Like any scrapyard you have ever been into. Like, do that like ten times over. I don't know. Have you ever just, seen those airline scrapyards where massive. they scrap all the like passenger jets? I mean, these had this boneyard had jets and helicopters and everything in it. It's crazy. Everything went in this boneyard on this base. It it was absolutely massive, <laughs> and it's unbelievable that these burnt husks of equipment were just left there and they but they also had an incinerator and they would incinerate a lot of this stuff too which 
caused a lot of issues for people because it was in, they had an open burn pit on the base and this incinerator running all the time. So the pollution was just incredible. It's insane. It's crazy. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Um, what you're watching, Jerry, you got anything? We don't got much time left, so. Yeah, I got a few things. Um, nothing big to talk about. So, uh, real quick, we had talked about Spider-Man 2. Yes. On the last episode. And the very next day, I believe, or the day after, maybe on Saturday after we recorded that last episode, I watched Spider-Man 2 with Grady and Grant. Oh, yeah, the Tobey Maguire one. They loved it. I, it's a good movie, man. They absolutely loved it. I loved it. I mean, Doc Ock is a was a decent character, um, but the movie as a whole, very good. Yeah, I I wasn't thrilled about the beginning. Beginning was a little bit slow, uh, but once you know, once you have the whole issue with Doc Ock start, after that, man, it really takes off, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Really, because you shit on it thoroughly when I put it on my. Top 10 sequels. I did. That are better than the first ones. I did. That's why I'm coming back and telling you I was wrong. Nice. Uh, and I went and watched it again. And uh, I agree with you. I think it is way better than the original. Yeah. Um, the original I like it too. a lot. And it, but it, but I can only better. take so much freaking Origin. Harry Osborne, Green uh, yeah. Goblin stuff. Yeah, the Green Goblin stuff is not very good. Yeah. Um, so that was good. And then I started watching. This is kind of a throwaway thing. I mean... I'll probably watch the rest of it. I I really enjoy uh, Garth Brooks. I think he's a good singer. You mean uh, Chris? What's his name? Oh shit! What was his name? Yeah, when he came out as that other guy, Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. That was all because of a movie. Yeah, that never came out. It right? never came out. So they had that was a big time screw up. Yeah. So they were, he filmed a movie. But it's also something nobody wanted. <laughs> they filmed a movie. He was in it as this Chris Gaines guy. The movie ends up not coming out, and they still released the soundtrack for it, and which everybody was all was of his music. really confused. Nobody had a clue what was going on, and then he acted as Chris Gaines for a while. Well, he they, went on shows. They kept it super secret. Yes. So there was like this period of time where they're like, is it Garth Brooks? Is it not Garth Brooks? Everybody knew it was Garth Brooks. Yeah, but they just it was didn't know nobody why. Said, nobody said it though. He yeah. didn't say it. Like nobody said it. It's not like Garth Brooks came out and said, "Like, oh, I'm playing a character of Chris Gaines now." Right. They just pretended like Chris Gaines was a separate person. No, you're exactly right. It's yeah, weird. it was like a completely different person. It's similar to our Aaron Neville episode. Everybody's like, "Well, why didn't we get to see Aaron Neville? Where was Aaron Neville?" Well, I I don't know. It was the video. Okay, that's what we had. Yeah. Well, we didn't. Ha- we did an audio only Skype. That's what it was. So we put up a picture. That's where we got Aaron Neville. Okay. Yeah. He lives in LA. You can't have him here in person. Yeah. New York. He wasn't going to fly. Yeah. Or, yeah he lives on an organic farm. In New York. Did you know that? Yeah, we talked about it. He's an organic farmer. I didn't know that. Yeah. His wife runs mo- most of the farming operation. She should. He just is there to sing Serenade. They have uh, some brands that they sell. It's called Frevel Farm. So what's her first or last name? Um, they're in upstate New York. They, eat, they make homegrown vegetables and fruits. Um, it's a spiritual place. Is it like Fresh and Neville combined? Um, I don't know what her name Frevel? is. So we should have asked him. But, yeah, that it, but we didn't know it at the time. We'll ask him next time. 
Yeah, we will. We'll have. He'll, we'll see if we can. We'll see if we can get him back on here uh, to I'm talk sure, about Frevel Farms. I'm sure he'll come back. Oh, even though Sarah Freeman. Yeah, is her see? name. It's like and, Snarf. Yeah, it is. Maybe they stole it from us. They probably did after he was on the show. Oh man, we'll ask. We'll have to ask him. Anyway, so I started watching this Garth Brooks uh, like documentary thing on Netflix that came out recently. I, I only saw one episode of it. I just am always very intrigued with singers, like singers, songwriters, like behind the scenes type stuff with singing. This is a more in-depth look at Garth Brooks from the beginning to the end, interviewing him. Um, I don't know. I'll probably watch it. It's nothing spectacular. It's just I'm interested in him and his music. I've always loved Garth Brooks. I really have. I'm a, I'm a country guy. Yeah. You know, and a metalhead. And if there's something that mixes well with metal, it's Garth Brooks. I think Garth Brooks is probably the first like pop country star, right? I would say so. My dad hates his guts. He's like, well, oh, it's not runs. real country. He's like, he runs around and jumps on stage. That's not real country. No, real country singers stand. Right. That's what my place. dad told me. That's what George Strait does. He don't move. He they specifically move said, he's like, you either sit on a stool or you stand in place. Yeah. And I was like, is this a real argument? Because he moves around on a stage. He's not a real country singer. Do you think he was the first? He's got to be up there. I'm sure he wasn't the first pop country. No. But. We're going to move on from that, though. So, yes, Garth Brooks, I'm going to continue to watch it. I'll check it out. It's nothing that anybody else should watch if you have no inclination to watch a Garth well, Brooks show. I don't. So there you go. Um, and then the next one is called, it's on Amazon Prime, and it's called Homecoming. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming? No, not oh. Spider-Man. It's just called Homecoming. There's two different seasons of it, and I keep seeing a an advert or an an advertisement an, advert. an advertisement you British bastard um, for the show, and it um it had uh what is it Melissa Monet Michael Caine Mon something Monet Lisa Bonet no I don't remember but anyway it was a like this one woman like starring in it. So then I go back and I start watching the first season of it. Cause I realized, Oh, that was the second season that they're promoting. And, uh, um, Julia Roberts is starring in the first season. I don't think she's in the second season. So I think it's almost like a true detective type show. Oh, it's an anthology series where so it's, it's an anthology, like, uh, it's like different. black mirror. It's different people every season. Yeah, it's centered around the mysterious geist group. Yeah. So the first season I started watching, and I'm kind of intrigued. It's Sounds kind of, a little bit like goop. It's a little bit eerie. Um, What's the goop lady? What's goop? Uh, <laughs> the fuck? Like goop, like the hand cleaner? Goop, no. Goop is a, a company, a modern lifestyle and wellness brand. That is ran by the girl who played oh, Iron yeah, Man. Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. It's no, crazy. It has nothing to do with goop. Well, they're a wellness company. They have a candle that smells like women's genitalia. No, you get it made after your own. It's a candle of your own. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought it was just like any random It's thing. Goop is crazy, man. Yes, goop is crazy. 
<laughs> anyway, Homecoming. So I watched the first few episodes. Julia Roberts is amazing. She's such a good actress. Really? I've never cared much for her. Really? I think she's great she's in this good show. She's a pretty woman. It, you know, and I, I don't know much about her. I, I've seen some shows of hers, but there's nothing that's stand out by any means. Aaron Brockovich? I, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Um, Eat, Pray, Love? Wasn't she in that? I have seen that. It was nothing that was good. Um, I don't know. She was in a lot of stuff, but for some reason I can't think of any of it. I know. <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I, I don't think of anything that stands out besides this show. All right. Here are Julia Roberts movies that I've seen. You ready for it? Yeah. Mystic Pizza. Don't know it. Hook. Oh, yeah. I love that. The Pelican Brief. Okay. I know that movie. Um, I don't know if I've seen it, but I know it. My Best Friend's Wedding. Yes. Conspiracy Theory. Okay. Um, Notting Hill. Mm-hmm. Runaway Bride. Mm-hmm. Aaron Brockovich. Yes. The Mexican. Right. Ocean's Eleven. Of course. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. A lot of movies. Okay, so I knew she was in Ocean's Eleven because I knew she was in a movie with George Clooney. And 12. That I've watched. I've seen uh, Closer. I've seen. Um, I didn't, I just don't feel like a lot of these movies are like, oh, Julia Roberts, wow, what a performance. You know yeah, what I mean? No, I, I, I really feel like. I mean, the big ones were probably Pretty be Woman is like the only Eat, one. Pray, Love, and Notting Hill was pretty big at the time. My Best Friend's Wedding that was a pretty big movie at the time. She was like a late nineties. She's big in the nineties. Yeah, isn't Pretty Woman the one with the? She's a. a Escort person? Yeah, for sure. Richard Gere? With Richard Gere, yes. Fresh um, off the heels of Excalibur? Wasn't he in Excalibur? Sure. Anyway. Anyway, this, this show seems very good. I like the way the story's going. It seems a little bit thrilling, a little bit... Um, not, not like a spy story, but kind of like a... Like a clue, like a game of clue. I like clue. Yeah, and it, it seems intriguing. I'm going to continue to watch it, and I will give you a follow after I see at least the first season, because apparently the second season is going to be something different. So um, I think I like the, where they're going with this, with this whole Amazon Prime show. I will probably not check it out, but I'll wait for you to review it. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not detail. telling you you have to. I, I want to start watching um, High Fidelity. It's a series now. It's supposed to be really, really good. Really? Yeah. Based off the same book that mm-hmm. the movie was based on, which is one of my favorite movies with John Cusack. It is? Yeah. I love that movie. High Fidelity with John Cusack. Mm. I'll have to just check it out. All right. I watched uh, a huge movie that we need to talk about, but you haven't seen it yet, called Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. I enjoyed it quite a bit not like the best but i liked it okay um so that was good but the main thing i'm still watching rebels man i'm in it hi it's so good you've already seen all of it oh yeah but i don't remember it i mean I, it's oh. been years since i've seen it and i'm rewatching it i just finished season two and i started season three i'm about halfway through season three now it's such a good show yeah, it's so much it. better than I remember. 
I mean, I do a lot of dumb things at home that are much worse than you just watching Rebels, <laughs> which include playing Farming Simulator. Just yeah, continuously play this game. I think there's enough Star Wars content out now that I can just only watch Star Wars content, and when I finish all of it, I can just start back over. See, I've gotten to a point for some reason that I can't sit still. And just sitting watching a show is fine for some of the night, but other parts of the night, I have to be doing something. I can't sit still. I have to physically do something to feel like I'm... Well, see, I, I don't, don't know. I don't watch I, I don't anything until like after 10 o'clock. Yeah. And that's when I play Farmings. <laughs> <laughs> and then I always stay up too late, and I'm like, man, I wake up early, and I need to go to bed. I'm trying to make a decision right now because Marley left town today. She's out of town until Monday. Oh, really? With the kids, so I'm home alone. So we can record again. I'm home alone. Probably not. But, yeah, we can. Um, so I'm thinking about. Oh yeah, she went to uh, uh, Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, Virginia's for lovers. <laughs> Big time. If you know what I'm saying. But I'm not there. So. Oof. Connect the dots, I guess. Yeah. I oh, I already did a long time ago, well before you. But she's there with all three kids and her mom. So. Yeah. Perfect. Um, anyway, so I thought, I'm like, great, this is a good opportunity to play a video game. I haven't played a video game in a long, yes. long, long time. I'm like, what video game should I play? I need to go buy one. I don't have any to play. <laughs> and then I remembered I have, uh, the new Red Dead, is it Redemption? Two. Two. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I'll just play that. And then I remember that I'm going to be working 16 hours a day every single day. So just because of spraying? Yeah. If it's not windy. If it's not windy. It's been windy. It has been windy. Very much so. But it did calm down a little bit later in the day today. Yeah, and it was calm this morning, but I wasn't, yeah. I, I couldn't, I had to get you everything ready. ready. You were yeah. sleeping. To get everything ready. You're just always sleeping, I feel like. It wasn't this morning because I got up at 4.30 Ugh. to get help Marley get the kids in the car because she left at 5. Ugh. And then I did not go back to sleep. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh, Chris, that's gross. That's what I. I just sat on my phone. I'm like, oh great, it's fourth. It's four forty five. Should have texted me. I'm like, I'm just gonna watch some rebels. <laughs> <laughs> but the batteries died on my remote, and I was too lazy to get out of bed. So I just looked. You on, just laid there. I just looked on Facebook, cried, and stared went down at the, the ceiling. rabbit hole of like Facebook Watch, which drives me incredibly crazy. What's that? Like the videos on Facebook. You know how if you Never. open a video on Facebook, then like it just gives you a series yeah. of videos. But the ads on Facebook videos drives me crazy. I, I've never, I don't think I partake. In the middle of every video, they stop it and play an ad. They do? Like in the middle of a video. I didn't know that. Oh, it's terrible. But I did watch one that I shared that um, you should check out. It's on our facebook page i watched it and the light one it's yeah it's about how you can't perceive the color yellowish, yellowish blue. blue it's not a real thing i wish that i could i want to know what it looks like so badly i now. know so they talk about that in the video and is some like, people can apparently. some people can what can perceive it and they they perceive this color and they can only describe it as yellowish blue but nobody 
most understands people, what that yeah, looks like. Most people can't see it, perceive it. And then he goes into detail on like why you can't see it. Right. Because of like the cones of Dunmore and all kinds of things. <laughs> right. <laughs> of Dunmore. C- cells in your eyes and stuff like that. Rods, it's the cones, Jerry. It's the rods and the cones. You forgot. I love that episode. I just watched it the other day because it's the guy from uh, uh, Workaholics and he's like running the tech company. Yes. And they're, they lost a pitch. This is Parks and Recreation I'm talking about. Okay. So they lose this pitch. Ben is there and they give this pitch. They lose. They're walking out of the office and he looks over and notices the guy. Is they're playing the Cones of Dunmore, the game that he yeah, created. Yeah, yeah, And so he goes in there. He's like, you know, I created this game. So they're like, oh, wow. And then basically he plays this game against him to get the contract or whatever. And they play this whole game for hours and hours and hours. I don't know, like a whole day or whatever. Yeah. And at the end, he wins. But he does it in this really dramatic way where he gives this whole speech. He's like, see, you forgot one thing about this game. It's about the cones. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's that guy's name? Oh, he's Ben. So, he's like my favorite guy. Uh, he's very good. Uh, no, I didn't remember his name though. Scott something. Uh, I think it starts with an S. Not Scott. It's definitely not. Sean. Oh, his last name might be Scott. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Ben Wyatt is his name in the show. Right, but, but it's Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. Yeah. Have you ever seen the video of him meeting Fucking Catalina Mark? Wine Mixer? Yeah. Yeah. That's a phenomenal performance on his part. Um, meeting Mark Hamill in real life. No. On, I think it was, I don't know if it was a late night show, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon or like Conan or something like that. And he is sitting in the chair and he's a huge Star, Star Wars nerd, like in real life. And the host brings up like how, you know, you've always wanted to meet this person. You've always talked about if you met this person, you'd freak out or, you know, have a panic attack. We're going to see if that's the case. And he all all of a sudden sits up and he's like looking around, like gets really serious. And he's like, what are you doing? And they're like, we're going to bring out. And he's like, no, you're not. Are, are you serious? Are you, are you bringing him out? And they did. They bring out Mark Hamill and he sits out next to him and he could not contain himself. <laughs> he was like almost crying, almost passing out. It was, it's a funny video to watch because of how excited he was to meet this man that he's never met before. He's, he's pretty famous. He's been in a lot of movies, you know, as himself, but yet has never met Mark Hamill and holds him in such high regard that. It's just like his hero, you know. Is and there if, any celebrity that you would do that for? I mean, maybe for Mark Hamill. I don't know if I would have that reaction. I mean, I would probably be cool about it. I'd be like, oh my God, you're amazing. You I, I, think you would be cool about meeting Mark Hamill? I don't I don't think, think so. I would act awkwardly towards him. I feel like we got overly excited when we had um, Rob Paulson sing a song for us. Yeah, but we weren't acting like weird to him. No, but I think we weren't acting normal. I mean, from Kevin Smith, maybe that would be. But but you've met him before. Yeah, that's true. But just like briefly, like yeah, sign a thing. What do you think if we can interview him? Let's reach out. On this show. I'm sure he'd do it. I'm he gonna, would do it. I'm gonna reach out to him. Okay. 
on Twitter. I don't know if I can handle it. That might be the That's one. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Could you do that? Could I, you do an interview with Kevin Smith on this show? I would write a long intro like he always does for his guests. We have and then to. force him to listen through it all. We have to do that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Because this is all because of him. Exactly. This whole show. Anyway. Oh my gosh. I've got to put that on in the tweet. Adam, maybe for our 100th episode. Yep. That's, I, I've got to remember this. Um, speaking of Adam Scott, though, he's in a great show called Party Down. That's an older show. Yeah. Yeah, it is very It's from good. 2010, and it's amazing. Uh, David Timmons told me about that show, you know, years ago when it came out, and I remember watching it all. It's very good. Yeah. And um, it's a catering crew. Yeah. <laughs> so he was good. also in a good show a couple of years ago uh, called Ghosted. I always really liked that show. I didn't see that. It was uh, him and, oh, what's the dude's name? He's in Hot Tub Time Machine. He's in The Office. Daryl from The Office. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, what is his name? Uh, Merv Griffin. <laughs> yeah, Merv Griffin. Yeah. Um, no, Craig Robinson. Oh, right. And uh, they're, they're like, a, he's like a paranormal, he's like a scientist. And, and um, what was the guy's name? Craig Robinson is yeah. like a security guard or something like that anyway they go to work for like this paranormal investigation division of like the cia okay and it's a comedy though it was good but got canceled but really yeah. did it come out like on primetime tv yeah it was a it was on fox i think hmm. in 2018 a couple of years ago i hadn't even heard of it like i've never even heard of that show it's really good one season Maybe one or two. I think two seasons. Oh, all right. It, it was good. It was worth. Can watching. you look it up now? Like, is it on Netflix or streaming of some sort? I don't know. Some sort of platform. You saw every episode. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was a normal one that I watched. Why would you never have brought this up? We started this podcast. You can watch full episodes on Fox dot com. Oh, it's on Amazon Prime. Free. Okay, I will watch it. I believe. Or maybe you have to pay for it. I don't know. All right. Well, folks. Uh, um, yeah, we've reached the end of our journey. We have. If you, haven't, if you have nothing else, we have reached the end. <sighs> so sad. I was going to try to sing a song right then um, because of like coming this to the end. This is the end, my friend. No, there's, there's like a legitimate like ending song that you can sing. What? Um. I don't remember. It's like from Mickey Mouse Club. I was just thinking of the doors. The end. No, there's a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse song. Not Clubhouse, but... Shoot! I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Well, Uh, for Snarf Talk this week, I'm Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. Bye.